When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. Wow, wow, wow. Imagine being benched for PJ Walker to only be benched again for Sam Darnold. That's just what happened to Baker Mayfield. Holy cow, things have gone horrifically bad for Baker Mayfield in Carolina. And, man, Matt Rule is all around the press trying to dampen, to distance himself or maybe connect himself in some way to this disaster. We've got a lot of questions of why this is happening. On top of this, people are so pissed. Baker is so pissed that he broke into his old house, potentially, and tore up the turf. That's right. Someone... Got bro- snuck into Brown Stadium. The name of the stadium escapes me at this point, And did donuts in anger. <laughs> Maybe it's because Baker turned out to be a bottom dweller. Cut Lord, the C3 Panthers podcast is back on Tuesday night. I am re-energized because we get surprise Sammy D. Maybe. I don't know. But... <laughs> Cody Lasney, welcome to the C3 Panthers podcast. Tonight's episode, Baker Mayfield bench for Sam Darnold. Love the title. Perfect for the algorithm that we're going to crush tonight. And we're going to crush this show just like you do each and every week. Man, listen, you know there's no way I'd rather be on a Tuesday night. I've got to say, though, if our hopes are lying with Sammy Dimes, maybe our hopes are already down the drain. But this is a good question by Panther Pickle already. Where them Baker Bottoms at, boy? Because I have a feeling, probably feeling pretty down right now. The quarterback carousel continues. 
But, Tony, we have a big show. We're going to preview this matchup with the Denver Broncos. Uh, Steve Smith called Baker Mayfield a three-legged donkey out there spitting fire. But, Tony, first and foremost, you know we're going to do this with the best damn Panther fans in all of YouTube. Our guys, Drew, Joey the Blind, Panther, Esquivel, Dostoevsky, Jeremy Clancy, Just Don't Care, Ken Folk NC, Poppin' Bullets, Panther Pickle, my man, Shane Reed, Skunk Ape Mysteries, The Cardiac Cat 13, Thomas Bay, Wybid Jordan, William Taylor, and Tim Estes. Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it. Let's roll. CK, it turns out the Carolina Panthers are an every other week team. Every other week, they give you a semblance that they have some fight in them, and then the next week, they roll over and get pounded into the ground and beat down. The defense did not quit last week against the – you know, went out and did uh, what they could on the road. Uh, So this could be a bounce-back week. But also, the Panthers turn out to be a get-right team for opponents, and I don't know if anybody wants to win this game this week. Does anybody even want to win? And I know they want to win, but these teams find ways to lose. Listen, I'd love to tell you that uh, I want to see us win this week. I don't know that the Broncos want to win this week. I think the Broncos uh, have to win this week because they they don't want to have that draft pick that they gave up for Russell Wilson be that valuable. Um, if they can help it, it cannot be a top 10 pick. So I think the, the Broncos are certainly trying today or this week. Um, but I also could see a scenario that exists where we come in here and somehow destroy them because I just don't know that they're any other team. I'd be more concerned about the Broncos. I don't feel like match up very well with what we do, especially having gotten rid of their, uh, their running back, Melvin Gordon and their backup running back and uh, Clyde Edmonds, I believe. Um, was uh, was put on IR, um, and I believe he was a Bronco, and you guys may have to look at that, but I feel like that's what I, I had read uh, today. So they should be pretty thin on the running back uh, side of things. So like when you're thinking about matchup to matchup, I just don't know that this is going to be a, uh, in the favor of the Broncos, and there's a part of me that's disappointed by the potential that we're going to see that happen, you know? I, but at the end of the day, I'm I'm going to root for this team to win, but uh, I, I also am not going to be upset if we don't. Um, I'm about to put this up. Let me just make sure. I'm going to see if I can pin this. Pin this message to the top, guys. I just want to remind uh, the bye week will be coming after this week, correct? It's uh, Denver. Then we finally get a bye. Uh, this this year we're going to have a um, a first of hopefully many Charity Week buy event, so where we, um, instead of the post-game show, we're going to partner with a charity um, by some Carolina Panther. This year, we are partnering with uh, the Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, by the way, a fan favorite already who we need to keep in Carolina, it seems like, and fans are advocating for it. Great personality, a type of guy that you could really build an offensive line around in that yeah. that. Perfect personality for a center, the likable, lovable dude, uh, good-hearted, really great public image, man. And his wife, I, I hate to say this, is she's probably doing a, a good part of sculpting this in a certain way. But the Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation offers help to uh, kids and uh, hungry kids 
and it partners with local police departments and it tries to give kids underprivileged kids uh, meals. We're going to partner with them. All the money that we're going to raise on that podcast, well, we're going to donate. We're going to show you our donation, but here's the link. I've pinned it right now. You can go ahead and start the process. You can go and donate to the Nikki or the Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation. I've pinned the link in the YouTube chat. We're going to put it in the description. You're going to find it. We're going to be pushing this out over the next week. It's the holiday season. A small gift, five, 10, 20, 50, $100 can help these kids. Um, and we we need to give back. I know I need to give back is I'm, I'm one of those people that always tries to find a way. It's like, oh, I'm busy, busy. Like the plate comes around. I never have cash. We got to help our communities right now. We're going is that this is the perfect time for our our money and yeah. our means to match our intentions and our words. And we're going to try to do that with the C3 Panthers podcast. So you guys go ahead and check out that link and go ahead and start donating. Uh, we've set a and for my mind, because we are a humble, small podcast. The goal is five thousand dollars to raise. Uh that's crazy for me because we don't even make raise $5,000 the whole season on this podcast, but I think we're going to do it. I feel like people are going to lock arms at this point and say, who cares if the Panthers stink? We love our players. We love the people in Carolina. We love children. We love the holidays. We're going to give back. And it's better than giving to the evil Scrooge. David Tepper at this point. Right. Maybe he should match us for dollar for dollar. So lots of cool stuff to talk about. Baker Mayfield being replaced again. Sam Darnold. Steve Wilkes calling out the players saying the stars need to step up. And uh, a lot of cool. Well, I feel like this is after the post game. The post game was my, I, I touched the bottom of the pool guys this past week for myself didn't feel right. I mean, I went and partied hard the, the night before. It was my own fault in some ways. But, boy, it was a long show. It was just tough on me. But I'm back, and I'm ready, guys. The number's 252-228-5098. We want to get your thoughts on all of this. Who's going to win this matchup against the Denver Broncos? Uh, what Are you happy about Sammy D? Are you interested in this number two pick? And uh, there's probably something else that I'm missing in there. Oh, Matt Rule. Matt Fool. I feel bad. I want to punch him in the face. I hate this man's face. I almost, I feel terrible about hating someone's face this much. I'm going to have to go to confession. The season's coming. I got to get clean, but I can't see his face anymore. Or else I'm going to have to go again. The number's 252-228-5098. And do not forget, this show is brought to you by Manscaped. And look, the season to get your man a gift, ladies, is here. And boys, Give your lady a gift by taking care of your boys. Your little drummer boy is out there heading into the holidays. And if you want that drummer boy to get a little rump-a-pum-pum, rump-a-pum-pum, you got to make sure you got him edged up, cleaned up, and taken care of. Manscaped is the way to do it. In fact, may have Manscaped today myself. Cleaned up, freshened up. Little drummer boy looks like a big drummer boy at this point. rump a pom 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 She's done, done. She's done, done. That's right. Manscaped.com. You go there. Use the promo code PANTHERS. You get 20% off. You can get cool stuff like the lawnmower 
you can get the weed whacker, which is for your, this is what Cody Lashley needs for his nose, his ears, all that stuff. My father-in-law got ears coming out. Old people, Santa Claus, ear. How is he going to hear? How is he going to hear us in our calls for help in Carolina with all that hair in his ears? Manscaped, promo code Panthers gets you 20% off plus free shipping. And there are Black Friday deals coming, CK. And there's a guiding light out there. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's here's the thing about Manscaped. And, and uh, right now, obviously, as we talked about, you can use the code Panther, get that 20% off and free shipping um, with that. Now, uh, right now, the Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. It has everything needed to help you deck the halls from face to balls just in Ooh. time for mistletoe season. Uh, the Platinum Package has each product from the best-selling Performance Package Plus Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra, pre ultra premium two-in-one shampoo and conditioner and ultra premium deodorant. It's the best way to smell fresh from your Santa hat to your candy cane. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ladies, <laughs> gentlemen, um, we're not in Qatar. It's time for you to have a blast this holiday season. Uh, Manscaped.com, hashtag, panth I'm not hashtag, promo code Panthers. Look, um, the football season's coming to an end shortly. All of this, look, help us. The way you can help us is smashing the thumbs up button, calling into the show, supporting our sponsors right now. This is the first year we've gotten continued sponsored throughout the season, and it's because of you guys. It's because you guys tune in every Tuesday, every post-game show, and you support us. You support us in your thoughts, your words, your prayers, and your actions. Get on out there. Let's go, Cody Lashney. Let's go. Yeah, man, ain't nothing to it but to do it. Let's roll, my friend. I mean, listen, you already know the news. We've already mentioned it enough times. Let's delve into this, boys. Sam Darnold is the starting quarterback this week for the Carolina Panthers. What do you think went into this decision and how do you feel about Sam Darnold being the guy to get the nod? I actually want to go first here in that oh. – Oh, I, I like a stupid what, question in my what, opinion. What what could you possibly expect from Sam Darnold at this point in time? I mean, that shows you how bad Baker Mayfield has been. That a guy who has not played a snap of NFL football it, since last season is the better bet in the eyes of Steve Wilkes and obviously our coaches to help this Carolina Panthers team win this Sunday that in and of itself is a testament to how bad Baker Mayfield is man and I'm not gonna lie the worst Baker Mayfield has been I didn't want this man to you know to fail I mean I want the the Panthers to succeed always all yeah. the time but the fact that Baker Mayfield is so incredibly inconsistent from behind the pocket he is never able to see the open receiver DJ Moore is invisible in an offense where Baker Mayfield is under center. Like, to me, it shows you how desperate this organization is in the midst of this quarterback carousel. That we have no choice but to depend on Sam Darnold in this moment 
rather than go for the guy that we traded for. Yeah. The guy that we literally traded for at the start of this year to come in and make us a Carolina Panther competent football team. We chose him over Jimmy Garoppolo, over any other veterans that we could have had out there. This is embarrassing. And honestly, I think this is the death knell for Baker Mayfield ever being a starter in the NFL ever again. You go back to being a two-bit nothing. But don't you ever come back here again because I'm too old to waste my time trying to train a no-good loser like you. You bum. Those guys are a bunch of bums. They're a bunch of bums. And look, this is a dumb question, Cody. What could Sammy D do for us? What could he not at this point? I'm telling you this. You could pick up a dude off the street. At this point, it would be a better fit for the Carolina Panthers than Baker Mayfield, who has turned out to be horrendous. Far worse, like CK has said, the worst hater of Baker Mayfield didn't Would've even never. hate this much. We wanted Baker Mayfield to work simply because it happened, because he came to us. If you go back and check the stupid receipts, which I hate when people say that and stuff like that but if you go back is none of us wanted to trade for baker mayfield like as desired but we did think it gave us a potential to be a better team sure boy was i wrong on that and i was more wrong on this take here's my the take i got it completely wrong on is i have shit on jimmy g And I said, man, is that I think Baker is a better player than Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G benefited from the system, this and that. Jimmy G's in a fucking different stratosphere than Baker Mayfield at this point. Baker Mayfield has been so horrifically bad. It's been weird. It's been crazy how we destroy this. And I'll tell you this, Cody, is I wanted to go into this season and I hate to go and be like, oh, this is what I wanted to do. I was telling CK this before the show, but I got to say it. When we did the draft show last year, when we picked J.C. Horn, go and watch it. We were sitting there. Who was it? Was it me and someone else on this show crossing our fingers? It was one of my friends. It might have been Jay Cry. I don't think it was Jay Cry. Somebody, and we were sitting there, fields, 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 J.C. Horn. And oh. I thought even though people go, oh, you traded for Darnold. You traded for Darnold. You're not going to get field. I thought it would have been perfect anyway, is that you cut ties with Teddy Bridgewater, which you should have kept and had him mentor the QB for a year. But who cares? You bring Sammy Darnold in, Sammy D into a terrible situation. You let him look terrible. You let Justin Fields sit for a whole year. Then you let him start this year. And we didn't do that. And I tell you this, Sam Darnold, we said he sucked and he did. He was terrible. But this whole team was terrible last year. And to be honest, there are people out there, and they might not be entirely wrong to say, have we really gotten a fair evaluation of Sam Darnold at any point in his career? And not that this is going to be the fair evaluation at this point, because like you said, he hasn't had a snap. He hasn't done anything. The team isn't good. He's going to look better than Sam, Tim Baker Mayfield. I promise you that. His worst game last year was no worse than Baker's worst game this year. 
Sorry. Like, I think Sam Darnold became a kicking bag and deservedly in some cases, but just kind of like he's just the right now. He could be a fucking savior and not a savior as in saving our team. He's going to go out there and look like a damn star compared to these bums. A two bit nothing. That's what he told Baker Mayfield. Don't you ever come back here again, Baker. To waste my time. Trying to train a no good loser like you, you bums. Bums. Those guys are a bunch of bums. All right, that's my take on it. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it, it's sad. And how about this? If okay, Baker Mayfield, once upon a time, number one pick in the draft, right? We've got every number. We've got. We should just go get Josh Rosen right now to make it a Baker's dozen of. Uh, Oh yeah, I call that the basic ass white boy trifecta: (laughs) Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, and Baker Mayfield stinking up the joint, man. And then how about this? Steve Wilkes can then say that he coached all of them. Uh, It's embarrassing. And and how about this, man? Uh, You know, if if PJ Walker was healthy. Is there any doubt in any of our minds that PJ Walker would be unanimously named the starter this week? Like, no, over I don't think so. I think Sam Darnold right. could still be. We had Joe Person on the show, and that was one. Of, I think yeah. this was destined to happen at some point. PJ Walker was not playing True. great. This was destined to happen, uh, happen, and it's almost to the point where it was like, why didn't that happen some point last week? CK, yeah. your thoughts on it? I'm going to look up Baker's stats because someone in the chat said uh, Sam Darnold is not um, – he's not – he's an inaccurate – I put Baker Darnold. Look, this is – they're the same. The, the, like you said, basic. Um, it, I'm telling you, he was – oh, God. They have the exact – is this possible? No, I just looked up the same person twice, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> uh, Baker Mayfield has not been accurate, though, this year for us. Sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, I think if you if you I, I, again, I, I've been saying it. I'm not, I am not this guy who's going to sit there and, and sugarcoat the situation, right? Um, Sam Darnold did not look good last year, but Baker Mayfield has looked far worse than what Sam Darnold looked like last year, with worse. a worse situation. Yeah, like Sam Darnold was in a much worse situation last year. Um, I don't care what you say. You put Baker Mayfield in the offense that we had last year. It, it, I don't know how much you, how much worse you can get when you have a top ten offensive line as far as pass protection go, it goes, and and he's b- been as bad as he looked. Again, I'm not putting everything on this last week on him, but he is not a person that elevated us. Like he at is not, any point this season, yeah, it, it, at it, any it, point, he, and he's had opportunity after opportunity. This has not been us just getting quick on the draw upset with Baker. Well, here's the thing that I think, um, you know, I'm concerned about the fact that at the beginning of the, the, the preseason, one of the things that we saw was Baker Mayfield taking Matt Corral under his wing. Um, if I'm looking at it from that perspective, I don't want to see Matt Corral on this field at all. If Baker has had any chance of spoiling that guy, you know what I mean? I don't want him taking, I don't want him taking any advice from Baker Mayfield at this point. Uh, you know, I think this is. I think Baker is actually well, to, made to, to some. To be fair, you can't. I could. I could say I don't want. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Cam Irving giving advice to Akim and Kwanu. 
And apparently he's taking the Kim Aquander under his wings. So. Let me tell you one thing is as <laughs> this this cuts hard, uh, this diss, my friend told me, and he was he, I, you know what I do for a living, right? Um, he said this once is those who can't do teach. Boy, it oh. cuts hard at the soul. It cuts hard. And it actually, if you kind of look around, is that uh, that's why some people have doubted the ability of player coaches a lot is because um, they've never been good at explaining or helping other players get better because they're just they just go out and do. They just do. You know, those who can't do teach. So maybe all of these guys will be great quarterback coaches one day and terrible quarterbacks. I Hey. Your dude that you want to be the coach of the Carolina Panthers, Ken Dorsey, was a fucking horrendous quarterback. Outside of one year at what Miami or Florida State or wherever the hell he was, Florida, he's terrible. He was terrible. All those guys, those who can't do teach. So maybe we need to keep Baker and Sam Darnold and make them be personal mentors of Matt Corral because they can't do. And really, the question is how many snaps here, Cody, right now. Uh, the big deal about this is Baker Mayfield's. It's not surprised that he's replaced because of performance. One of the reasons we thought that they went with PJ Walker at one point was because of potential trade ramifications. And it looks like we're at the precipice of that actually mattering. Yeah. And you guys are going to have to correct me if I get this wrong here, but basically uh, he, he needed uh, 690 snaps to get to 70%. And that's when we would have to pay him. Uh, or no, that's when we would get back a draft pick, right? Like it, it, it no. goes down to compensation. It was like a money thing, right? The way it happens is if he plays over 70, I think it's 70. It's either 60 yeah. or 70, but this one says 70. Uh, 70% makes it a fourth round pick. Under 70% makes it a fifth round pick that we oh, owe okay. them. So we but might we have a fourth rounder out of this. No, we uh we have to instead of giving up a fourth rounder, we give up a fifth to the Browns. Oh. Okay. I mean, I know at this point it feels like they should give us something for giving us Baker. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that, but it that's really not how it does, works. Dude. It it's really not does. how it works. Is that we already he already took a pay cut. They put picked up some of the pay. We made this deal which was not as rich as the damn Darnold deal. Thank Jesus. I'm just really surprised, guys. I thought the law of averages at some point, Baker would just be a little bit better than he was at some point, even if it was a, a fraudulent be better, just mm -hmm. for a game, just for a moment. But there is no point at this season we have looked at Baker Mayfield and God, man, this guy's got some juice in him. This guy can be a playmaker. Those people that love Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, whatever they saw, we have not gotten a single glimpse. We got an imposter. We got an imposter. We've also gotten a couple of super chats, Cody. Uh, not only this, I do want to remind everybody, by week charity fundraising drive for us, first time, first of many that we will be doing, hopefully, where we're going to partner and support a Panther players foundation specifically because we're panthers podcast this year it is the bradley and nikki bozeman foundation we've already got the link up and live ready for you guys to donate and help kids get fed and strengthen community bonds even with local police which is great we need to strengthen community 
And this fits right in with C3's mission. You can check the link. It's pinned up there. We will be donating. Our patron saint is going to be matching donations up to $250. So go ahead and do that before we put our money in or else it's just us giving his money the whole time. <laughs> and, yeah, man. Uh, so we, we, we really want to want to show out and do something good uh, for charity. You know, we're in a great position. We've grown the C3 fan base so much now that we feel like we're at a point to do this. So, hey, C3 family, show some love in that link that uh, my man Tony has penned up. And uh, and that, that'll really be something great that we as a C3 Panther fan base can say that we did together, man. And that's going to feel incredible. And it's for a fantastic cause, too. Uh, first up, donation from your Love illegitimate you, son, son uh, White Chocolate Espresso. He says, the circle is now complete. The circle of Panther quarterback life is in the complete. Then we got uh, a $5 love bomb from 19EHF. This is a further indictment on Matt Rule and the front office. They effed up so bad at evaluating quarterbacks. They're as bad as the Colts quarterback situation. It's almost Crazy. worse. In some ways, it's worse. Is that but they're paying least, so much. The Colts. Yeah, I mean, monetarily, they did get least oh yeah you're right you're right actually is you know i'll kind of <laughs> take this um all right um speaking of matt rule is he up next what, what do we got up next cody uh yeah so i finished just to uh to finish rounding out oh this is our great. our baker baker mayfield discussion and, and listen and before we play this i want to guys temper 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 this com this position with is Steve Smith. Let's just put a little context into Steve Smith as a commentator and his relationship with the Carolina Panthers. Number one, he's always been Steve Smith. He tries to keep, he keeps it like 100 for his personality. Even on the NFL network, there is that kind right. of sort of edge and honesty to him and authenticity. Steve Smith and the relationship with the Panthers was poor after the way they parted ways with Dave Gettleman. There has been, uh, since they added him to the Ring of Honor, David Tepper came in. They have patched up that relationship to a degree. Uh, and one of the things that they did is they added him to the preseason uh, play-calling team uh, going in because he wasn't going to be busy with the NFL Network at that point. And, uh, you know, Steve Smith, I think, really appreciated this opportunity because he sees himself as really having a gig in not only the media, but entering broadcasting as well as a color commentator. He sees that I think as his, as a future niche, he has in the aftermath of all of that become remarkably pro Panthers. Right. I mean, he's like my team, this, he gets behind and he was against Baker before it happened. But when Baker came to Carolina, he threw his support behind Baker Mayfield. Yeah. He said this kind of like CK and I have been is like, we didn't really love the idea of it from the beginning, right. but this is what it is. And let's go see what it can happen. Now he's seen what's happens, Cody. And this is what he thinks of it. And uh, as Steve Smith does pulls absolutely no punches. Steve Smith on the Kyle Bailey show. Critical of Baker that I noticed that he did in Cleveland. Now he did it yesterday. Is he talked about I when he said it sucked and what he's how he's prepared. But yet in a football game when they asked him about 
execution. He said, we need to execute better. Well, I don't want to be Captain Petty. Right. But there were times where I, I have the all 22 and I look back and he's looking at one side of the field and there is Shai Smith running a, a under route, a zone route, a flare, a, you know, whether Z, Y, X drive. And he's looking to the right and never looks at the next progression. And so there's a few times where he did not throw the football. So why is he saying I when he prepares? But in a lack of execution, he's saying we didn't execute. I'm trying to like calm myself down, but listen, this three-legged, this three-legged donkey that's playing quarterback role, it's tough. Let me tell you, it's tough to watch, especially when the other team got a four-legged dude. <laughs> uh, got a four-legged thoroughbred. Watching him, it is no possible way. Any team that's a free agent that's looking for a mm-hmm. foundational quarterback mm-hmm. should. Sign Baker Mayfield. So there you have it. Steve Smith pulling no punch. And I, listen, this is how Steve Smith has always felt about Baker Mayfield. You're right, Tony. He did the fan thing. He did the good, the Panthers guy thing and gave him a vote of confidence. He said he was going to start feeling dangerous. And, and, you know, that that never happened. But this is how Steve Smith has always felt. And this week it was a big headline that Zach Wilson uh, in his uh, press conference after their game, they failed to put up a hundred yards of offense, did the jets. And uh, basically uh, they, he was asked, like, did they have to be more beholden? Did they have to be better? Or uh, did your performance did you let the on defense offense, down is where they, yeah. Asked. Did you let the defense down? And Zach Wilson flat out said no. And he got a lot of crap for this he week should. from a lot of the, right. So, and I feel like, you know, Baker is doing the same thing, but in a very, in a much more low tone kind sure, of a way. Sure, sure. Yeah, he, no, right. he's saying, yeah, we need to do better. And earlier on the season when he wasn't connecting with DJ Moore, he also said, oh, but it's, we have to get on the same, I mean, the same page. Guys have to get separation. It's never about Baker Mayfield being the problem. Right. There, there, there's The problem is always coming from somewhere else. And look, boys, we hated this when Teddy Bridgewater did it. We hated yeah, this yeah. when Matt Rule, and we're going to talk about him later, still making excuses, it seems like. Oh, but whenever, whenever, whenever you make excuses for you being the one that was a detriment to your football team, dude, I ain't got time for that shit, man. It does. Like, if, if you're the leader of the team, you know, the de facto leader as the quarterback, then you should have enough wherewithal to be able to say, yeah, I have to play better. I have to play better. And he doesn't do that. Steve, he makes a great point there, man. And I, I really think this has been a flaw that has been rearing its head with Baker Mayfield for a long time. I think you, look, you, you made, I'm not disagreeing with you by any means. I just kind of want to add a little to it it's not even it's just like can we not just be one note maybe entirely i think sometimes we get pro we're we're programmed and we should be as in a team sport to say we 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 even in times of good stuff right is like you say we executed you want quarterbacks to come out there and say look this is because of the offensive line this is because dj made plays we went out there and won this game so you're not like oh i went out there and you know killed that so i don't want to over 
meticulous or like be over nitpicked between I and we in these statements that are still calling for improvement. You know, it's not like just denying that there isn't a need for improvement. But this is one of the things that I defended Cam Newton so um, adamantly about. And that is uh, he never did anything like this. Anytime Cam had a bad game, anytime at all, or the Panthers had a bad game, he came out there and said, I, this is on me. I, even if it wasn't true, he didn't ever do this. And so that's the thing is that, so I I guess just want to clap about Cam for a second. And I missed the days when I had a quarterback that I believed in. And uh, you're right. It is a low key. Like at this point, you just got to say, I've stunk this year. But maybe he can't say it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply too adamantly because there is a monetary connection to that if he comes out and and he says it and that's the quote that's real take yes it is real and that hurts the money line it might be hurting no matter what i mean okay don't you think like i mean i really don't see what could happen like okay baker had his opportunity and how about this when you compare baker mayfield Sam Darnold, from especially from those first three games at the start of last, Baker Mayfield has not had a performance that has come close to anything that PJ Walker has done or anything that uh, that Sam Darnold right. has done. So man, he has no one to blame but himself. I, I mean, look, I've never really the dude. I think y'all know that about me by now. Um, Sam 
it's just whatever at this point. Uh, the, the Panthers do not have a quarterback, and we're not going to for the rest of the year. Well, he's a bu- these guys are bums. Uh, they're all bums, and I don't know. We need a star, baby. And uh, just, ooh. I told you. <laughs> no. Well, maybe. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. Um, I told you I wanted to push through this show, and we are going to push through it. But I got to push back on. Somebody I was infatuated with, and I'm I'm telling you this every year, Cody, when we look at the draft, when we look at all of the effort that you guys look at watching this film, prognosticating what these people, projecting what they're going to do, watching the Underwear Olympics, <laughs> watching the Godzuntite, watching all of their uh, pro day and all of this crap. Zach Wilson. Maybe you could say, I mean, he does need more time before you completely give up on this guy. Um, but he has not been good. And he hasn't grown as fast as, um, and with a good defense. And we don't even need him to win these games tremendously. He's just right. d- done absolutely nothing. nothing. And the one thing I heard Dan Patrick say about this is, you know, he wasn't even meant to be the starter of his team his senior year. And he kind of, was a one-year, one-hit wonder. Um, maybe there is something to the Tua Tagovailoa, the Bryce Young, these guys, is that certainly they might not have the traits that take them to superstar status, but look at all these guys who have had these traits that can do all this crazy shit, and they still suck. And Zach Wilson, who I was advocating for the Carolina Panthers going aggressively for, and I don't think his career's over. I don't think they should give up on him. Maybe they should this year, which that sucks. But he stinks, dude. The only thing he's good at is smashing milfs. And is that even real? Like, yeah. and that, oh, you're that, right. That's, he's not even a real. urban She's legend like at this age. point. Oh, wait. I'm a, you know. She's only oh. like 40. He's only like 21. Sam just, Darnold, by the way, is only 24, guys. I, I do I, I think there's a part of this that is what's funny about the the Zach Wilson hype is how much of that happened because of his pro day. You know, I know that he was hyped up a little bit prior to that, but his pro day was what made him look like he was far better than Justin Fields. And now Justin Fields is sitting there making them look foolish. Now I know he's got that dislocated shoulder, but I mean at the end of the day, like if I'm looking at it from the perspective of of I know Cody, you like to, I know you like to draft traits. I know you love to focus on those. I am so tired of like waiting for the guy that's going to be, you know, the guy who's able to come out of this needing to develop because there's so many things that have to go right for that to happen. Right? Like if Josh Allen wasn't given the perfect opportunity, he would not be Josh Allen. I don't care what you say. If he went to the jets, he would be one of the, he'd be probably considered just as bad as Sam Darnold is. And they right? almost could have given up on him after year one in a way. They could have. Like and some teams would have been schizophrenic enough to say, you know what, fuck this. And and so that's why I, I like I understand the urge to want to uh, draft that type of guy, but I also know that at the end of the day, like I'm so tired of like just hoping. Right? There's so many of these guys that are drafted because they have the potential. Mitch Trubisky. Uh, you know, we can we can go all day with this. I mean, we can talk about Zach Wilson. We can talk about Trey Lance. And I, at this point, I'm ready to say Trey Lance was a bust uh, just based on the first few games he had as a 49er. Yeah, and now he's um, hurt. And I, 
Go it's ahead. just Sorry. it's so many of these people that are are considered like this high quality, high ceiling, really low floor, but high ceiling. And so often they just go the floor around and it has to do. And it's not necessarily all their fault. I just think it has to do with you have to be put in the most perfect situation in order for you to be able to actually meet that that situation. Um, and in and fairness I just, to Cody on this, in fairness on, to Cody on this, this is potentially why Matt Corral could be the best case scenario because you're taking a guy that ultimately right. is a Zach Wilson, ultimately is a Justin Fields, ultimately is this Trey Lance right. or whatever. P pick your name of whatever Jaylen development. Hurts. Yeah, Jaylen whatever develop. Yeah. The question is, is do you really believe that they're a project that can turn into something or do you think they're Will Greer? That's the real right. thing is that like that's but well, so in I'll, some ways well, that lends to maybe let's pull back a little bit in the first round talk all the time about these developmental guys right and let them earn their stripes. That's what yeah. I that's what I agree with. And Cody, I want to let you go, but you mentioned Jalen Hurts, right? Jalen Hurts went to the most perfect situation you could ask for for a quarterback. But right. okay, what 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 determines mm. what is and isn't a perfect situation? Because the point being is, if you get uh, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts through the first and second year of their career, th they had a lot of doubters. I mean, even before the right. start of this season, there was a lot they of fired their coach. doubters. And, he right, survived but, the but coaching look change. Were, but look what they were able to do. You add some weapons. You continue to build. And you continue to pour on to the development of your young quarterback as traits. And then over time, if you continue to build around them in the right way, they blossom. Now, I would say that the Panthers are actually a good team to do just that. We've already uh, mentioned multiple times this year that our offensive line is much better than before. Right. We need to add a few receivers, but Terrence Marshall Jr. is coming along. You already have DJ Moore. I mean, you have young players that you can, you know, use to help out that young, talented type of player. And, the, you know, the what's most nerve-wracking is we don't know where that player will come from. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Matt Corral, and I would love to see what he's capable of doing for the Panthers. Sure. However, like we've stated a million times, if you are picking with a top-five pick, the pressure for drafting a quarterback – probably does become too much and you feel obligated to grab one no matter what. So or you could have just done it with Fields, man. That's the thing is whether or not Fields is the my guy number or not. in all the draft that yeah, year. Yeah, right. I just think it was a per it was where we needed to be. We were I high agree. enough. It fell. He it fell. Was you didn't have to trade up. You it didn't was have perfect. to overextend yourself. You had a guy that was going to start that season in Sam Darnold. You didn't have and even if it didn't work out, you would really be where you are right now. Right. It, it, it would have been perfect. And here's the thing. And, and Cody, I don't disagree with you with a couple of points. My argument is I don't want to draft a guy in the top 10 that's a developmental guy. Right. I don't want to draft that guy that's going to be a two year because we have that guy already on the roster. That exact guy you're talking about is already uh, on the that's roster. That's why he's already gone to that. That's why he's already so, abandoned that, CK. So that's why we, he's on the corral train so much because yeah, you guys really are actually like, agreeing not, at this moment. But if yeah. we draft in the top 10, we are going quarterback, and I don't want to – I want a guy who is ready to take the reins, and that isn't the guys that you like, Cody, and that's the, that's my counter argument to this whole thing is I just – I don't want to go the route of drafting the top 10 quarterback, 
that is basically the exact same player as uh, Matt Corral. And, and and instead of going with a guy who has the ability to come in here and actually elevate this team, what I would love this to be, is? what I would love this situation to be is us drafting a guy like CJ Stroud or anybody like that. And it be an RG three Kirk Cousins situation where and I'm not going to say Matt Corral's Kirk Cousins, but where the, the CJ Stroud comes out, he does really well, but somehow Kirk Cousins found himself to be better right at the end of the day. Um, and so I, I could see that type of scenario playing out, but I do not, I am not interested in going into the draft and drafting a quarterback. That's a developmental guy. Again, just because we've already done that. And if we're not going to develop him, then why are we going to draft another guy? It sounds guy? like Bryce Young is the only one who isn't a developmental guy at this point. Right. And well, I would say you're worried about his traits. You're worried about Dr- Bryce Young's traits, but you're not worried. But the other guys, every single one of them is raw in some sort yeah, of way. And Stroud, Stroud definitely has something to do from the mind perspective. I don't think he's fast enough. He throws a really pretty ball with touch on field. Um, but I think as far as navigating the pocket, avoiding pressure, and keeping your eyes downfield, Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this draft from that perspective. Again, you have to weigh how much you ma- how much it matters to you that he doesn't have that bazooka for an arm. He has a good right. arm, but he, he's not throwing into a tight, tight window like a Josh Allen or a Herbert or a Mahomes or even a guy like uh, Justin Fields. But uh, and, and then, you know, he is 190 pounds, 5'11". Right, right. That so is concerning. It, it's it, not it like – Doesn't have to be a deal breaker you entirely, but being right. that slight of frame – is concerning for me. I want to just go back to field of not fields to um, CJ Stroud for one minute is uh, the one thing I know about college players is that guys who look athletic and fast on college fields, sometimes when they get on the pro field, they don't look fast anymore. Right. Because you are fast around other players who are average, but now you're where offensive linemen run four nines and stupid shit or whatever they run. I just need this is that if you are a quarterback who is built kind of like, I feel like you're going to try to compare him to a fields. And I don't think he's the athlete fields is at by any stretch of the, not at all. Fields yeah. is a I mean, when it comes to the leg, I think hurts is, and I just think hurts is, you know, maybe this is what we should be doing is looking at any quarterback that draft gurus are saying, aren't the dude. And maybe they're the guys, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. All those dudes are the guys they said. Matt Corral, there you go. All right, enough of that. We'll have plenty to talk about that. The real question, really, and maybe you guys are winning me over on this because I think timing is so much so important to this. And that's why I think Justin Fields was the perfect timing for the Carolina Panthers, whether you're not you believe in him as a player. I thought we were in a position where you had a coach who had a long enough leash at the moment to get by with it. You had Sam Darnold to be a bridge with it. Now what you're going to have to do is you're going to have a new coaching staff and either they're just going to have to love a guy and be, what are the odds you're going to be good next year? They've got to be low. So in some way you're thinking about this is you could be picking top 10. So maybe you pick a defensive end, you punt, and you take a quarterback next year because you're going to be in the top five anyway. 
that's the sad part about this. And that's the scary part about this rebuild is that it should have been happening now where we were hitting that momentum point. And now it could be two or three years down the road. That how, is the terrifying part about it. How often we, uh, we ask for this. I am like, again, if we're, if we're number two, we're drafting a quarterback period. Right. But there's a part of me that does wish that we would draft, we would trade back. There's so many teams with multiple draft picks in this draft that I feel like would be in like love to move up to that number two spot and feel like, you know, Ooh. moving up is worth that. Um, I mean, I feel like the Eagles, like, I mean, if they, they have multiple draft picks this year, right. And uh, in the first round. And so if they wanted to, if they saw a guy that could be a difference maker, because I mean, you got to keep in mind their entire right. team. If they don't win it this back. year, they're looking they, next year. They need to get aggressive. They need to get that Fletcher Cox uh, uh, backup coming in because he is on the back end of the end of his career. If he's if he's there next year, I'd be surprised. Fletcher Cox is getting to an age where well, they he already is. went and just got Linville Joseph and Indomitian Sue. You know, they had to as one year deals or at least yeah. with no, they had Sue. to do that because right. they needed the help they needed now. The and they have you're right. Ooh, and so if they idea. if they do, if they let's say they don't make it to the to the Super Bowl this year. Um, and they're like, th this is a window for them. They oh, are considered sorry. a great team. Um, and so I think that, yeah, I think that that's a possibility that we see that, that outcome where, uh, where these guys, um, you know, want to draft or, you know, or trade up and we're in prime well, position to offer that to them, especially at number two, because you know, the Houston Texans are going to go with a quarterback that's going to leave that. What's that defensive tackle you guys have been talking about that's just looking ridiculous? Jalen Carter. Right. I'm just saying so, this. But, yeah, Imagine I mean, it's certainly a possible. Tackle again, but, be awesome. but CK, what, what, I, what I am saying, though, is that, you know, you mentioned that you don't want a project quarterback. You want someone that's going to step in right away. If we're no, going to draft one. If you pick them in the top five. That's what if he's you, saying. Yeah, right. if you well, draft well, 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 that's what, But that's what I'm saying, though. If 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 you're going to move back, then you have to be you have to be okay with whatever the quarterback situation is. Either a if free we move agent, back, like, I will be. So either a free agent, Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and, and then have Matt Corral waiting Derek in the wings. Carr, whatever the car oh, yeah, is, yeah, we're going to yeah, have yeah. crying yeah. car. Yeah. I put my money on this. We're having crying car next year. A Garoppolo, a Derek Carr, whoever it is, and then Matt Corral is there behind them learning. Uh, or winning. Yeah, but or – and then another thing to add into this, dude, I've already looked at some of the quarterbacks in the next class, and I know it's so cliche, dude. Oh, no, next year. That's the best quarterback class. I know they told but, us that last listen, year with this class, and now we're I, yeah, already saying right, they're not but, good. But if you're not, but Tony, your boy right here, I never directly told you that, did I? I, ne I never came nah, out nah, and said. you never did. So, I would right, say you're, so I would agree if, with that. If, if, if anyone has ever trusted my eyes for talent, what I'm telling you is that Dre and Caleb Williams uh, from UNC and USC those two dudes are premium talent from passing the football, running the football, reading the field. Uh, they literally everything, man. So if you want those can't miss quarterback prospects, even like a Quinn Ewers out of Texas, those are coming in the draft next you get year. Get the Drake May kid could potentially, yeah, his name, UNC, whatever the UNC six, kid. Six, five. Yeah, they Drake said May, don't six, say. Josh, look, that just came up. Look at that perfect timing. 
I think I understand. I think both you and CK are actually speaking the same exact language. And I think I'm on board at this point is that right now is Bryce Young is the only quarterback that kind of is, you think, a number one dude and even his physical stuff have questions. But say he's off the board with Houston. Say he's off the board entirely. Now you get your pick of the litter at number two. You can go C.J. Stroud. You can go all down the list is that like CK is saying that each one of these has a degree of um, like uh, like you need the upside to work out. Like it's not, you know, it's their project. That's the word you use. So what, like, why can't you just get that same dude at 15? You know, is that you move back mm-hmm. or move into the top of, maybe we move up into the top of the, I mean, the back end of the first and get that, levis or somebody who slips yeah, or whatever yeah pick, i know everybody wants whatever whoever the dude is is that i think ck is saying this is that a top five pick we don't want a project and you're saying all of these guys are projects yeah at the end of the day so like yeah. we're kind of at an impasse here where they have a discernible sit. flaw each of them right all right let's move on to the next topic enough of this we'll have weeks and months to talk about this and really i can't wait to learn who our coach is going to be in the administration going forward oh good lord (laughs) boy oh boy i can't even look at this might be the least punchable part of his face i've ever seen (laughs) dude he's uh, literally there isn't an interview that i see him in that doesn't just annoy me because I, I feel him. like his I his feel so terrible about myself, dude. His incompetence genuinely set us back. What maybe two or three or more years? I mean, it's that bad, dude. The 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 quarterbacks that we passed on, like literally, we had an opportunity to trade up for Justin Herbert. Matt Rule was like, "Now nah, let's go for Teddy." Okay, then we had a chance to draft Justin Fields. Mm, no, nah, let's not got, do that. Indeed, and it sounds like he is the one that was leading these charges. They now, I feel like he's trying to um, tone down and temper some of the things that we've heard about him and the way he ran this organization. Right. Almost like he was just a team player in it. And I gotta say, this is I. Just believe. Well, I won't say I don't. I just believe. How did so many people in real positions of authority, A, Tepper, B, people who are looking at coaches that are in the business, C, people that are on the bottom dregs of this business, which is the C3 Panthers podcast myself, I just listen to what other people say half the time and just have to trust that they know what the fuck they're talking about. How did we get fooled by this fraud dude fooled he uh, even in the aftermath of this he has nothing to say that makes me at any point confident that he could have been successful the bat daddy was the only one yeah who from jump it. was not fooled and never trusted him and then me like i Look, I'm not going to say I trusted him. I'm saying I gave him an opportunity to prove to me that's the guy, and I threw my vote of confidence behind him because he was the Panthers' head coach. That being said, the moment that I heard that the Panthers 
had hired Matt Rule. I'm like, what? Why? Like, it didn't make sense. I wanted Eric Bieniemy. You know that, Tony. I had been pounding the table for Eric Bieniemy for a while. That's a whole nother discussion. But um, you know, it's 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 just embarrassing, man. And he's, you know, I want you to say that point that you told CK earlier, Tony, before we um before we play these clips. Tell tell everybody what you told me and CK about what the conspiracy might be as to why Matt Rule is oh, making the is media wild. rounds. This is wild. I think I got the so you're wondering, right? Is where has first we've heard nothing from him, right? And and rightfully so. You should go and right. spend some time with your family. You should get away from things. But then immediately two weeks ago, we started hearing, uh, oh, with Nebraska, oh, Auburn could want him, right? And these jobs is starting to say this is the name, and they've been saying he can get the job, whatever he want. I read this tweet today, and. Look, I know pro football talk has their share of sensationalism in their in their blood. But all of a sudden, this kind of clicked for me a little bit. And it said this, six weeks after being fired by the Panthers, Matt Rule is suddenly showing up everywhere, which could mean that the college offers aren't showing up the way he had expected. And... I tell you, as you listen to these interviews that he's done, I don't blame these colleges for passing on this dude. Is that I think that you get this guy who's a hardworking young man at Temple. Sure, that's great. This is a coach that fits at ECU. My alma mater, and I don't want him. Fuck you. Get away from my team. (laughs) Don't want you to ruin my shit. But I'm saying this is like, it's not that he's not... Like, is he a coach that transforms teams or is he just a good employee at the end of the day when it comes to college? He's, you know, Nick Saban is a force. You know, other guys are just competent. There's a lot of guys throughout the college ranks that are at mid-tier, Mike Houston, that are just good at coaching kids, going on the recruiting trail, given their fucking sales pitch or whatever, maybe he's just okay. And I, I'll tell well, you Maybe this, he's not even that. I th- maybe yeah, maybe I'll he's not. You, I agree. Yeah, maybe he's I not. But like he even said uh, uh, at one point during one of those interviews, he's like, and Baylor, you know, it, it, it wasn't the same thing to turn those around as it was an NFL team. Fuck so, that, man. Yeah, I know, such man. a bitch. All right, actually, I, I, let's I do this. I woke up today, and I saw that. I first uh, thank shout out to all the people in Discord, Sports Nut. They give Cody hell right now over some Matt Corral stuff. Love it. Uh, keep it coming. Um, the but the Discord people, the Twitter people, the YouTube people, they have to time give me all the material I need for this show. Like, I don't even really need to do any work. I'm just like, hey, what are these guys talking about? We're going to talk about it. And he goes, he's sending me these messages the night before that's like, he's going to be on Good Morning, Good Morning Football tomorrow. He's going to, I was like, oh shit, what is, what's he going to say? You know, like, and I started Googling this stuff and I watched this interview and he gave this one with Team 33. He would not shut the fuck up. He sounded like Tony. He just would not stop talking. 
even apologize for how much he told. That's what I would do. Um, the thing that really struck me in this is that he didn't seem remorseful. Not remorseful. I just don't feel like the culpability, like what he almost to- told yeah. us was this, is that he? they asked him what he could have done differently, and he was like, I should have believed in myself and doubled down more. I was like, dude, that's all you fucking did. <laughs> and like, by, by like all this, the rumors. He's like a gambler. He's like yeah, a gambler all- at the table, and you're like, dude, you've lost your house. You've yeah. lost. He's like, don't worry. I got it. I got and- it. And by the way, all the rumors was that he was sticking his hands in food dishes that weren't his. Like yes. it, it, it was, it, it was him that was micromanaging every single aspect of the organization, even down to social media team. Right. So basically, right. basically, he just admitted that he wasn't a dictator enough. I'm gonna read these super chats and then I'm gonna play these clips that you sent, Tony, and we can get into oh. Uh, a rap oh, mule himself. Lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gamer Brown with the two dollars says, "I'm so grateful the 49ers still have Jimmy. Appreciate you, Gamer." And shout uh, out to yeah, thank you. First, we love uh, Cody. Loves when other people from other fan bases come on oh, the yeah. show. He does love that. And yeah. uh, second is this even shows you that the most capable people make poor decisions. Um, yeah. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, who like right now, I would take them duo. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, I would pick as the number one coach. Like, if I had my choice of any coach in the league right now, it would be Kyle Shanahan. And even these guys potentially made a mistake about kind of pushing toward Trey Lance when they had a team that can win right now. And uh, they're almost fortunate. They're not almost fortunate. Like he said, they should be grateful Jimmy G's there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I would pick Mike Daniels. And Mike Daniels was on the coaching staff with Shanahan. So, They've had a great uh, coaching tree up there with the 49ers. And then White Chocolate Express up with the 199 says, looks like the Panthers herpes has popped up again. Who's that? Matt Rule. Oh, Matt Rule. He's like our herpes. He doesn't uh, Doesn't come The weather. You know what? He felt uh, (laughs) like, you know, they, I think uh, cold sores come on like when you get stressed. And it was like uh, he could tell we were stressed about the Baltimore loss. And so he was just like, all right, let's go remind them why they moved on from me. Yeah, exactly. Our next sponsor's got to be Albreva or whatever the the – (laughs) Albreva, the cold (laughs) tourists. Tony, uh, this is uh, – This got me fired up. I gave you two clips that got me fired up. I got got three that you sent. Oh, okay, Um, nice. This is uh, Matt Rule needed to – Know what to do. You see it the whole way through. And um, for me, you know, as a coach, I've always, you know, I've kind of been an offensive line coach. I've been a quarterback coach. I've been a defensive line. You know, I've kind of, you know, bit, you know, bit, bit, he was a quarterback coach. What the? I fuck? don't remember that. Yeah, be able to look at things and say, hey, that's right. Hey, that's that's wrong. Um, try to teach the game holistically to the whole team, not just hey, my position, my assignment, but how you fit into everything. And if I could go back, the things that maybe I saw that were wrong. Um, or things that I just disagreed with, um, probably along the way, I would, I would, I would probably have addressed them quicker. You know, you get into, you get in the NFL, you know, you're dealing with, you know, you're working with a GM, you're working with personnel, you're working with all these different departments. Um, and I had great 
I had great GMs during my time. You know, I was there for two and a half years, Scott Fitter, Marty Herney, two of the classiest guys you could ever work with. Um, but I'm saying as you're getting pulled in all these directions, um, you know, when you see something wrong with the way a position is playing or something wrong with the game plan, um, you can see it the whole way. That was it. What a bum. That's so fine. what he That's is it. saying is he didn't have his hands in the process enough. He's saying that he saw problems and he didn't intervene fast enough, i.e. Joe Brady, i.e. not running, whatever it is. But here's the thing. Zero accountability here. Zero. He just threw every – he just said the one thing I would change in my coaching ability is to believe more in me. Yeah, And you don't have to say that you're not confident. I know that's what he's trying to do is project confidence, right? Like you don't want to come out and say, I – am not qualified to do this. Right. But that's the same thing as Baker Mayfield saying, uh, we, we, it's even worse. It's even worse, dude. You hired these fools and we know you're not an X and O's guys. We know you're not a quarterback coach. We know you didn't know. It's just, he's a fraud. Dude, it's it's the same thing that I just had Dan Baker Mayfield. It's all this talk that that ultimately runs around the point that he failed at the task that he was given, and he was not good enough, and he is what ultimately held back this football team. And again, we He's have had such coach, a dude. we've had such a uh, mix of of people on this team that have been so selfish in the way that they look at things and the way that they carry themselves. And it's just like Matt Rule is the biggest epitome of that. Who else and is I, that? I don't even know about, who else that person is, though, other than I him. think there were times that, that Teddy Bridgewater lacked a lot of leadership. And maybe he was year, right. We maybe we were completely – maybe he was the one – Well, I mean, maybe. but maybe he was even right to say in this is like, look, I've been in this game – and this dude ain't it. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I'm talking. I mean, I hate Teddy Bridgewater more than anybody. The so the fact that I'm Teddy, trying to. I'm just saying that, like, the, the fact that we keep on getting these guys that at the end of the day, you are able to legitimately question their their leadership abilities right. based on the things that they have said and done. To me, that's not a coincidence. And there's no such I, thing as a coincidence. I think, well, and the other thing too is just like, uh, what is the rot? What's the saying about the rot? Uh, the fish head, the rot starts at the head or goes down. Is this? Is that? These? He's the one that brought in every one of these dudes. Yeah. He picked Teddy. He picked all of this. This is the problem. Let's go on here. This is more. Yeah. This is uh, basically he would double down. Development. When, when there's a relationship there. And so building relationships, telling guys the truth. And then, as I said, being, being strong, that if you're going to be, if I'm as the head coach going to be held accountable for it, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to listen to coach for me. And I'm going to, I'm, 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 when did I'm you not, not? going to be told, Hey, play this guy. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be told, Hey, don't this plays right. Trust me. Uh, at the end of the day, if, if I'm going to be held accountable for it, um, then I'm going to do it. And I think that, you know, that, you have to go through adversity. You have to go through criticism. You have to go through the fire to come out hardened on the other side and have that mindset where you can do it in real time. It's easy to say, but you can do it in real time when you're being pulled in all these uh, positions, you know, would always say, Hey, just coach the team. And so 
you, you know what, just go coach the team. And that's, that's, um, that's just part of this. And this process I'm going through right now of, of evaluating, and I'm sorry for talking so long, Vic. No. Uh, but this process right I'm now. going through of evaluating, hey, what would I do differently? Uh, Get this. Yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, look, at the end of the day, is this is this is what this is a college coach. This is a college coach. And they, the college coach is the program more than the stu- than the players are. Yes. Right. They are the program more than the players. They go into the living rooms. They have to talk to the parents. They got to convince their par- the parents that they that their kids are good with them. They become these little mini gods in their own world. But it turns out when you're in the pros, it's like hitting the big leagues in anything. Is everybody is a professional? Yeah. The people that are running the TV department or the social media, they're the best of the best. The this and that is like and so. He's got a God complex. It's like the old, uh, none of be nobody in here is going to know. What was it? It was a, um, Alec Baldwin movie where he's a doctor and he's like, uh, they're like, you have a God, God complex. He goes, I am God. <laughs> it's like, that's what these guys are. And I hear college coaches all the time talk of this. They don't like, losing control because that's what they need at that moment with these malleable kids he was he's a fraud someone put a con con man get this fucker out of here he imagine what a nightmare a guy like urban meyer must have been if you saw how terrible he was jaguars head coach like it just shows you the level of power that these college coaches have they have to talk to boosters they have to talk to parents they have to make sure everyone's grades are on point. Like it, it's just a whole different world. Uh, and by the way, shout out to uh, Eric thirty seven with the two dollars. He says, "Are you guys already doing the ice up segment? We might as Go well, over. dude. He he could be a permanent ice up pick." Uh, Tony, I have one that you sent. Um, yeah, let's see this last one that made me curious. Oh, this is the what best. I believe in is right. Things that I believe in is right. And, you know, obviously, anytime you're rebuilding something, it's going to take some time. But you know what? The core fundamentals, the core philosophy, the core way that that I and when I say I, me and my staff, the, the core ways that we do things, it's right. And don't ever waver from it. Don't let someone don't let this shake your confidence. In fact, man, be emboldened. You know, Theo Epstein talks about when he went to the Cubs. Hey, this is going to be. A, he told everyone, "Hey, this is going to be a five-year thing, and we're going to do lots of things you're not going to like." He said, down. "When you know, things got adverse, you have to double down on it." And um, oh even God. double down. Did he not remember <laughs> that Theo Epstein won a World like, Series with the Red Sox already? Right, and double down on it, and it, it might not have worked this time, but um, I left there saying, "Hey, you know what? What I believe in our philosophy, our way of doing things, our process, it is right." And um, the next time I, the next time I coach, um, I'll go in. I'll Fucking get this fool off of my screen. Oh my I realized, god, it's so I think bad, when dude. I think so when he went on this media bad. tour, man, it's I think he's getting exposed as just a dude oh, that yeah. is perfect for a mid-level college program. I think he uh, he was overpaid for any of the positions he took, right? And I listen, I'm not gonna sit there and doubt what he did. I know many people will. I know that there's a track record of success in college for him. But when you like, when you look at that, there's just, there's no part of me that has confidence in what he is as a coach. Um, 
And and the fact that his entire thing is um, what I would have done differently is I would have been in more control. I wouldn't have trusted the people that I've hired to be in the positions that they are to make the decisions that they've made. And that almost felt like a slight against like Steve Wilkes or something. You know what I mean? Like I, I would have trusted myself to do this or I would have tr- or even Ben McAdoo. Like, oh, that play, the, trust me, this play will work. Like, bro, I mean, you have been, you have shown no reason to, to be, at least to me, to be considered uh, uh, somebody worthy of, of having any decision-making power. Um, and, and so that is absolutely hysterical that he's going that route. Um, it's, yeah, like it's like you said, the it opposite lasts. route he should be going. It's no, Why does he yeah, always have to double down on this? Oh, it takes five years. Oh, it takes seven years. Like it, it's this dumbass process that he has. He said at one point in his head. He said it at one point he said I left them with a good core. Brian Burns, DJ Moore. He said when I think about Brian Burns, DJ Moore. First of all, he listed two players he didn't draft. Then he goes Icky. He said JC Horn. He's like oh, and they're gonna like like it's like. Bro, who gives a fuck? We if you're if you're the athletic director at a college, are you listening to that guy being completely unapologetic towards everything that lost him football games, and then say, "Oh yeah, I want a guy." That guy hasn't learned anything. Yeah, he can go coach Tulsa. He can go coach Michigan State. He can go. He is not worthy. You know what? I think the fact that Nebraska has already said, nah, we ain't, we ain't like, we good on this dude. I think you're right, Tony. I think the conspiracy is 1000% true. Matt Rule is having a tough time getting jobs. So he comes on, on, you know, TV. It's like an Urban Meyer moment. Yeah, he's doing this media tour. He's puffing his chest out, letting you know how good of a coach he is. This dude is an absolute fraud. Oil salesman. He is a fraud. He's an absolute fraud. But listen, um, can we just have a palate cleanser real quick? Because like, I have a real bad taste in my mouth. And I, I really do think the only thing that's going to make me and all these other weirdos in our chat room feel better is to get a little bit of that shame. Talk to him, Big Papa. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of the Carolina Panthers fandom, I know it's low. I know you feel like there's no hope. There's no light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm here to tell you there is light at the end of the tunnel. And that light is coming here and watching the C3 Panthers podcast talk about the Carolina Panthers and basically debate about everything. We're talking about the future, the past, and the present. And you come here to get your therapy session in every week. Or maybe you're new and you haven't hit that subscribe button. But I need you to do that. But I also need you to hit that like button. Because if you haven't done so, this is your subscriber shame. Man, we had 150 people watching. 67 thumbs up. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Every single time we go live, and that way you can be uh, notified whenever we're about to drop this Panther knowledge and love on you, man. Uh, shout out to the C3 Panther fan base. 
Let's beat up on that algorithm a little bit, boys. Help us smack it around like you wish that you could do to Matt Rule. Tony, don't talk about some of these prize picks. That, We'd like that to we remind you, first of all, week. happy Thanksgiving, folks. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, also, thank you to our our primary sponsor, our real sponsor, the prize picks. This is the first sponsor that straight up paid us uh, ahead of time. And we don't get, uh, this is not an affiliate deal. Like the more people we get, uh, the more, but look, if you like the more money we get, we get a set amount, but it was really cool. They committed to us for the whole season because they knew, and we knew that this was going to be a good marriage. And I tell you this, I love prize picks. Prize picks is your place to go for daily fantasy sports where you can make real money. There are 30 states where fantasy sports is are legal. Daily fantasy sports are legal. And North Carolina and South Carolina are the way to go. Prize picks, though, is the bomb diggity of bomb diggity. Even if they weren't our sponsor. I would still be doing it. And you know what? I give them plugs all the time, free reads all the time, just because I want to play prize picks. <laughs> so what you need to do is you need to go to prize picks. You can download the app. You can go to prizepicks.com. You use the promo code C3. That's the promo code C3. Your first time you get a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. The way this works is you place, you uh, identify multiple you identify daily or fantasy sports projections and you pick if you believe that player is going to go more or less the minimum you have to do is two players from two different teams we each and every week break this down based on the teams we are playing and to see what they have going on you put in five dollars you get three picks you get three picks right you get 25 dollars five times your money to get three if you get two picks you get three times your money. So what we're going to do, I've had a tough week on prize picks, guys. I have had a tough week for some small reasons. I've been oh so close. Oh, oh so close to hitting big time. And this week, prize picks, this is what I love about prize picks. They always give you these specials. They got Taco Tuesday. They give you discount plays. They got Flex Fridays where you get like guaranteed money even if you lose. And this week for Thanksgiving, they're giving you a free square. So you don't even have to get one pick. I mean, you only have to get one pick now. Justin Jefferson, if he gets one yard in this game, one receiving yard, you get that. So this is what we're doing, folks. Right away, we're picking Justin Jefferson. Hold on. Obviously. <laughs> gotta log in here i want to use this no i'm already logged in not logged in all right give me the freebie nfl we're taking that more of course all right so prize picks here we got to do we're going to look at the panthers game and then we'll peek around the nfl panthers have not been all that helpful to us this season the number you need to use the promo code c3 we're going against denver Sam Darnold, see, here's the thing. We don't know what we're going to get, anything. And this is why there's only two players on this projection list right now, because even they don't know what we're going to get going against Denver. 
They know that Deontay Foreman is going to want to run the ball, but Denver's rush defense is pretty good. They are pretty good. Uh, this is a home game. I got to believe Deontay Foreman can get more than 50 yards. I got to believe they're going to try to help Sammy D out. I feel more comfortable about that than I even feel about DJ Moore. But DJ Moore might even be a safe pick right now. So look, right now, guys, if I put in $20 and I win this, the freebie with Justin Jefferson, Deontay Foreman, 20 turns into 60. But I want to turn that 20 into 100. I need to make up some lost ground. I am like Matt Rule trying to double down, triple down. Take me away from the table, bud. No, I'm back in it. Who should we look at? Denver? Look at Denver, and then we'll peek around the league and see if we can find a winner. Yeah, let's see what Denver's got. Mm. Don't love any of this. Right now, we don't know any. Like, Russell Wilson has been a bust all season long. Don't feel great about any of See how many times Russell has gone over 226. Oof. Wow. Mm. Yep. Boom. It, it it's still mm. tough to pick any of those. I mean, oh, hell, that's a good ticket right there, Tony. Just those three. Do it. It's safe. We're gonna bracket it down to ten dollars here. Ten to win fifty. Oh, dude, Twenty. Eyes picks. Use the promo code C three. We've been playing this all year. I've won some good money on this. My luck has been basketball. Look, they got NBA. Let's see what's going on in the NBA right now. You could probably play somebody tonight. Ooh, are there are no late night games tonight. You can mm. do soccer. Ooh, World Cup now. You can get in World Cup. Uh, they have a whole World Cup tag. Uh, NHL. I like the NBA. I know the NFL. So that's it. Prize picks. Use the promo code C3. I love it. It's fun. It's addictive. Um, and it's a great way to win some money. Uh, I daily addictive. Fantasy sports. What's that? I probably shouldn't <laughs> say it's addictive. Ooh, not addictive. Yeah, right. um, it's rewarding. definitely not. Wink, wink, it's rewarding. Wink. <laughs> nah, man, we got Cody. Cody is over here going like, Cody is like, the Dude, I'm mad, man. I'm mad. I don't win enough, and I feel like I should. Every week, I feel like I've got a damn good set of picks. Dude, and then the football gods just oh, peeing my cornflakes, man. Michael Davis I, is telling me not. Ooh, did I not place the entry? Oh, I did, didn't I? Mm, okay. Dang it. Michael Davis doesn't like the entry. He doesn't like uh, Russell Wilson. 226 is nothing, though. Nothing. But they have and been again, so all of god his other awful. Numbers, all of his other but they've numbers been have... so bad. Yeah, they've been bad. A lot of people are saying we're going to have a, uh, uh, a, tie, a tie ball game. And we're going we're gonna to zero, go, zero. Yeah, zero, zero to zero, zero to three, one of those. Uh, um, my last slide, and then we can finish out with the cat calls. Let's do it. Once again, uh, Steve Smith is up to be in the Hall of Fame. It is his second year. Um, and, and by the way, Jared Allen is also amongst. Uh, Yep. The 28 other semifinalists that make up this group. Um, so you know, maybe maybe Steve will get in this year. Like I said, a lot of uh, a lot of players this year that that you're gonna know: Reggie Wayne, Andre Johnson. Uh, or no, 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 no. 
No, I'm trying to find the whole. Oh, uh, the uh, other guy was Jared Allen. Jared Allen's up for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So which Eric he deserves Allen, to Jared be in. Allen. He is like top Ronde six. Barber. Yeah, so here's some of the names. Eric Allen, Jared Allen, hmm. Willie Anderson, Rondé Barber, Anquan Bolden, um, Jari Evans, London Fletcher, Dwight Freeney, James Harrison, Rodney Harrison, Darrell Revis. What? Yeah, I think this is, I would put in this is just real quick, is I put in uh, Jared Allen, I put in um, Darrell Revis, probably, I put in... Patrick and he might be bubble. He might be bubble. Uh, who was the, the one of the hair? Not James. Rodney wow. Harrison probably is going to go in. Dude, listen to some of these names. So Robert Mathis, Darrell Revis, Joe Freeman. Thomas. Dude, I'm just I was looking at all of those and I was like, this is a tough class for anybody. Yeah. To get any of those guys. Not getting dude, in. dude, Hines, getting in, dude. Hines Ward, Demarcus Ware, Reggie Wayne, Vince Marcus Wilfork. Ware gets in too. Vince Wilfork. Patrick Willis and Darren Woodson. Gosh, this yeah, is like a, a crazy class. I know. Andre John, dude, they have a lot, man. It's it's going to be tough. Uh, I'm pulling for him, man. I really hope that, that he makes it in. This would be such a feather in our cap, especially since this man, we never got him a Super Bowl. It's like, man, the least that, that could happen to get this man in the Hall of Fame. It definitely needs to happen. I hope it happens. Could you imagine how awesome a Steve Smith senior Hall of Fame would be? Well, he was eligible last year. He deserves to be in in so many ways. Um, the problem is, is always who are you going up against? And right now, right. this and this class right here is even more difficult. The thing, though, they like to do is put in a position like they – there's not a ton of – it's just him and Anquan Bolden. Yeah, that are receivers, right? I don't, I didn't remember hearing anybody else on the list, and that was a problem. He got edged out over uh, who was the guy from Houston that was uh, came out, and they basically had the Andre same, Johnson? I, yeah. So last year, Andre Johnson got in, and Steve Smith didn't get in. So it's like, does Steve Smith get in an Anquan or vice versa? Um, I'm not sure. I think Steve, I, I think Anquan Bowen was a good player, a very good player. I think. Steve Smith was an exceptional player on bad teams. Anyway, uh, we'll yeah. be monitoring that. Let's get into the, excuse me, the light beers are getting to me. Uh, get into the cat calls. The number is 252-228-5098. Cody, cue it up. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good. Like What it do, boys? It's your boy Mike, aka Excuse me. Supreme Leader. Uh, okay. What are you boys? How y'all doing? It's a pretty funny. What's up, I hope everything is good in the C3 Nation. Um, so something I wanted to talk about real quick because uh, I see this dude. I don't see this dude. I hear this dude. I hear this dude. Uh. I think his name's uh, JJ. 
something like that. Coming after my man's Cody. Talking all that bullshit. Nah. Yeah, get him, bro. Ain't going down like that, bro, bro. I got my shooters, y'all. What's up? Out here. Hey. Better, better watch out. I'll ride yeah. or die for my C3 oh. family. Yeah. Okay. Tony, Cody, dog. CK, Greg, all y'all boys, I got your back. Hell yeah. That's but hell yeah. in particular, you know, like, snake coming at Cody, talking all this trash about Cody don't know shit, and how, you know, he's got the plan about, you know, drafting the quarterback. We, we know we need a quarterback. Okay, Cody knows we need a quarterback. Cody's been screaming for the long time that we he wants he need we need a quarterback, a franchise quarterback. All he's saying is that the answer might be there already. And it's unfortunate Duke got hurt. Okay. He yeah. might not get another shot, but you know, don't just this, this team has a whole bunch of holes and yeah, it'd be nice to get that quarterback this next draft, but it's not going to fix everything. So I say, you going to come after my man's Cody? Come on Friday free-for-all, bro. We here. That's right. I ain't there all the time because I'll be out here in these streets moving trailers and shit. I already want to debate. Stop saying that shit behind your your Motorola sidekick. Come on free-for-all. Damn. Show your face. A fool thinks he knows everything, but a wise man will admit he doesn't know everything. Well, then Cody is a fucking... <laughs> hey, man, don't don't mess with me, man. This call proves I got shooters out here, bro. Well, you don't we got shooters. With, you, don't, you, don't, you don't mess, it. You don't don't mess with me, or else you mess with the squad. What's <laughs> up, boy? All Anybody right. that's got smoke with me, you got smoke with my man Supreme Leader. All right, let's rock to the next call. It's your boy, Ken. What up, C3 family? I watched the game while I was at work today. And like I said before, I'll say it again. Our defense held. We were terrible against the run. We held them to a dull roar. The defense got an interception. We can't convert on third down. If we could just let these guys rest, and even though we had a horrific third down uh, conversion percentage again, we just need a guy to convert 50% of our third downs. More opportunities. Now, mind you, it's more opportunities for our current quarterbacks, with the exception of P.J. Walker and Matt Corral to throw interceptions. But, yeah, it's kind of sad that our hopes now lie and the guy that's seeing ghosts. I still would like to make the playoffs. I would like a miracle run, even if we get in the back door. Panther fans deserve it. We deserve it. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Love that. And we definitely mm-hmm. deserve it, man. Whether or not we'll get it, I don't know. We should blame Matt Rule, I think. Set us back hard, man. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree. Okay. I think. Uh, uh, hey, check it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it going. Wh- who, who oh, this is him. 
Deontay Foreman was was a better rusher. I'm sorry, I had to come back to this. Tony, you are so right. These guys, they saw like a few good game and forgot like for five years. Christian McCaffrey with that horrible. This is the dude, line. by the way. Meeting defenders in the backfield, breaking tackles just to pick up five, or or like they'll say stupid shit like, "Oh, he's a better rusher of the football," as if the play design wasn't bootleg. Let's get it to McCaffrey in the flat, and instead of a rushing attempt, it's a catch. Like, what? Is that the longest pause ever? Oh, no, that was me. I'm sitting here talking. I muted my mic because my little girl came in crying. Who? Um, uh, I cut him out. You want to hear the whole call? All right, I'll give you the whole call. I was. I mean, no, off. not really. I was. Uh, I was wondering why the pause was so down. All right, I think what he's talking about this is the uh, last week we got in a discussion because because Foreman will break off these big games. Yeah. And uh, and the and the question was, is he a better rusher of the football between the tackles? Is kind of how you guys phrased it, and it was all these caveats. And uh, I and and look, I'm right on this one. You guys got some recency bias on this one. Nope. Uh, Chris McCaffrey's better at every single thing in this game than Deontay Foreman is. But I think where we're kind of miss looking at the conversation is, is whether or not who's better at what. But just ultimately that the drop off from not having Christian McCaffrey in the rushing attack has not been there as much as we expected. And again, I mean, how many times, but how many times, Tony, have we seen uh, Christian McCaffrey completely stood up at the line of scrimmage? Not a lot. Not yes, a lot. A no, lot. no. Oh, he yes, always got. Have, no, I'm telling you this. No, go back in all those offensive lines you told me that were terrible. They would have looked even worse without Christian McCaffrey. I'm telling you, he made four yards out of two yards. Did you Between see when the our tackles, average... outside of the tackles? I promise you this. There's a recency bias to this question. That's not that's not the case. There isn't a recency bias because there's literal proof you can look at as far as our mm. average rush per, per rush when Christian McCaffrey was running with this exact same offensive line against lesser defensive lines in, in a lot of these. And, and and he didn't have yeah, the Yeah, but the production. game was so much different, man. It's like, no. uh, what I mean by that is McAdoo called a different game. Everything, they keyed in on Christian McCaffrey. You could say that. I mean, we can make a million excuses. But here, Terrace Marshall Jr. was a non-factor too. Right. You know, so I'm, I'm just saying this is that, like, it's not just as simple as reading the stats all the time. It's not, but what I mean by that is when we saw and what Bozeman he did. wasn't starting. Yes. No, that's none of us, none of us are arguing that Christian McCaffrey is a better uh, football player. Like as a whole, as a rounded out I don't even back, need Christian that McCaffrey caveat is, though, bro. It is, but that's the thing is like, if you look at it, Deontay Foreman was powering and they're two different types of running, right? So let's be real about it, right? Th this is basically the type of running that's going to win football games. Christian McCaffrey, when when they knew we were rushing, they were stopping them on him on every single run. Like that was the, the thing with him. Like it wasn't. I'm not blaming Christian McCaffrey for for our everything that was going wrong. But the reality is, when Deontay Foreman was rushing, and a lot of the games, obviously this past one, he only rushed eleven times. So I'm not willing to put that into the into the equation when you're looking at what uh, what Excuse Christian McCaffrey me. would get every single uh, touches as far as uh, the football. Chuba Hubbard somehow got. 
as uh, almost the same amount of touches as, as Deontay Foreman did this past week. Um, but uh, nonetheless, like if you look at it from the perspective of when they knew Deontay Foreman was running for the most, most part, he was still able to get a pretty good amount of chunk uh, yardage out of it. And so that's my argument is from a pure rushing perspective, Deontay Foreman looked like a better rusher because he was able to split those tackles and power through. I'm not saying that Christian McCaffrey was shit, and I'm not saying that the drop-off is that big. I'm just saying from the from the eye test, it looked clear to me, and you can have a different opinion, and I'm okay with that, yeah, but at the end of the did. day, um, <laughs> it, it looked to me like Christian McCaffrey wasn't as powerful as a runner as uh, as Deontay Foreman is. Yeah, I just uh, Foreman was a Foreman was a better that. rusher. Christian McCaffrey no. was a better receiver. No. Don't even agree with no, that. No, no. How, how agree about to this? Disagree on this. You, one you ready for the I argument don't... to be one for you? Look at Christian McCaffrey and the majority of where he's lining up for the 49ers. He's not lining up as the running back majority of the time. He had five rushes and seven receptions this past game. He has. No, they have sure. a, a running back. Me of Richard. They, they also have a no, wide they have a running that gets back. more carries than receptions too. No, so like, they have a running want... back that got more carries than Christian McCaffrey did last week or this past week. And by the way, to JJ, to JJ the caller, if you're gonna continue to call in, he's gotta come on the Friday free throw. No, no, but no, 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 look, no, not even that. If if your axe to grind <laughs> is that I said that McCaffrey is not of a good, not as good of a rusher as Deontay Foreman. Okay, well he's not even on the team. So like, what are you gonna complain oh, about Scott. next? The fact, the fact that I like Matt Corral. Come on, dude. It's like, gotta come on the Friday free for all. It's the place for this. The next call. Hey, say you and Jen. Bill was blacked out my area, so I had to listen to the game on Sirius XM. Defense gave him all the Ravens could handle. I mean, two costly turnovers in our territory, and they only came up with a couple of points. Yay, defense. Wolf's got them playing. If Baker hadn't been Baker, I think we we could have easily won this game. I'm looking forward to Sam playing next week because honestly, I think he can do a lot better. He can't do much worse. Um, I heard. What do you guys think about Hendon Hooker tearing his ACL? I mean, he probably move back in the draft. Maybe we get him in the second round, the first round, and go after like Will Anderson. Or a linebacker, if one pops up, that's important because I do think that's a big need for us, as well as a tight end, if we end up winning the rest of our games. Um, I'm a more of a hidden hooker person than, uh, than Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud's surrounded by so much talent on this team, it's like funny. I mean, you've got this is two the of worst the best Alabama team, team around, though. On this team. And look, Bryce Young, I'm sorry. Uh, good call, man. I appreciate it. Hendon Hooker, the injury hurts his draft stock um, and probably eliminates him for from our conversation a certain degree. I don't know if we have the luxury of drafting a player that has a high upside that's still hurt coming off of that. We already got him and on was, our team. His name is Matt Corral. It was already talked about at, as being older. Oh, he's already 20, yeah. Yeah, he's 20, 25 years old. And now he's going to have to have, uh, you know, it's a late, a late in the season ACL tear. Man, my heart goes out to him. You have to feel Sucks. terrible for him. Lost a lot of money. He's already Expo. facing an uphill battle. 
Hey, thank you, Lincoln. One other name that I keep hearing that we haven't discussed ever, not at all, Michael Pinnock Jr. out of Washington. So yeah. you want to hear what you think about it because you do you draft tech a little bit and you, yeah. you are watching these guys. I don't have seen any of his games because I'm, you know, down southeast and by the time they're playing it's way late. But I want to hear what you guys think of Michael Pennick Jr. out of Washington. Supposedly mm-hmm. he is now the quarterback four or quarterback three, depending on who you talk to. Keep pounding, guys. Keep pounding. Uh, I mean, listen, Michael Payne's a junior, uh, is a guy who can do everything physically. He won, he's a lefty, so you don't see that very much. He has a big time arm. He can throw the football down the field. He's mobile. He can drive the football. When you start to, it, you know, shout out to John from One Carolina. He was the one that put me on to Michael Penix, quarterback out of Washington. Um, and I do like Penix. The problem is he has been injured almost every single year that he's played football. Uh, and, and, you know, he does have a legit injury history. Uh, I do like his abilities, though. But you're probably talking about a late second, maybe third round, maybe even a fourth round pick. I mean, it also depends on how he finishes out this season. But, I, I mean, everything that you want from a quarterback – the mobility, the, the ability to go through your progressions, run RPOs, he's fast, he has a bullet for an arm. Uh, I do like Penix Jr. a lot. And um, we're going to be doing draft content this year. We're going to be putting out videos. I already had a talk with the boys. We are determined to get this draft content right, especially since everyone's looking at it so early. We're definitely going to be going through these uh, quarterbacks here soon. Um, thank you guys for your support. Uh, going back to Cody's biggest fan, JJ here. This is, a uh, look is, uh, this call is uh short. It's a minute and 16 seconds, but I see another one in the hole too. We're trying to move to a one call format per person. Uh, first, I want to thank you for your support. First, if you call in, you take this time to listen to our podcast and call into the show. Um, I appreciate it. And I'd love to play every single call. And we try to, I've already played one. Uh, part of the call and look as i'm gonna place two short calls from another caller but we're trying to keep keep this show moving and stuff so look i'm gonna play this call right here but like if we can just try to consolidate them and bring your best stuff at cody that's what i say just bring it all at once here we go jj coming back looks like this one's not aimed at cody though probably is hey guys it's jj quick call this time because i got a quick question um, I've noticed some young success in the NFL between wide receiver and quarterback connection. Um, and I think the best one in college right now is CJ Stroud and Marvin Harrison Jr. What would you guys Ooh. think if the Panthers got them over the next two drafts and well, became like, like the next Dolphins or uh, what's my call it? Uh, Bengals? Um, and also, I know Cody thinks I'm a big hater of his. But I actually, there is a take I will agree with him and defend him every time about. And that's the uh, trading the whole draft for Trevor Lawrence. Oh, um, Cody, I will forever agree with you on that. Um, yeah, and I, uh, I'm just going to have to agree with you on that and disagree with Tony on that one. Uh, I feel Trevor Lawrence has, has the arm to make every throw into the book. And I feel like he's just going to get better. Even though he's played poorly, 
he still has shown improvement. He's going to get and better. I think he'll take a jump it's in his third year. And I don't think it's, it's too outrageous to say trading J.C. Horn, uh, Tommy Trumbull, and Terrence Marshall Jr. for a potential franchise quarterback is crazy. Oh, so I, I, I agree. Yeah, that is crazy. Thank you for the call. Uh, more interested or most interested in no longer debating Trevor Lawrence with Cody Lesney. I only get to bring him up in spite and egg on his face as he's not the next John Elway or whatever he wants and wanted him to be. Marvin Harrison Jr., though. Screw C.J. Stroud. Marvin Harris Jr. First is you're talking cut from the cloth like a J.C. Horn is cut from Joe Horn. Dude, his dad is like one of the greatest receivers in the history of football. And here's the thing is that I was worried about him. His dad was a little slight of size. He's 6'4", this guy. He's 6'4", 205. You put him in the NFL and he gets to 6'4", 215, 220. Beast. Love it. I'm about that Marvin Harrison Jr. life. Um, let's go to the, the receiver. Yeah. Yeah, for Ohio State. State. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I mean, his dad was Peyton Man. Like, I mean if, I think if, he's available. I think he's next year though. I don't oh, believe wow. he's, he's, he's a freshman problem. and he's the best receiver in the entire co- in college football. No, he's a sophomore. <laughs> it says class sophomore. Does that yeah, matter? so he has to be no, he has to be a junior. Oh, you have to be a junior? Oh, yeah, you have, you have to play three years. Okay, next call. Paul Cass Brothers, how y'all doing? G Cavassier. What up, G? Hey, man. Well, yeah, Denver this Sunday. Good old Denver. Oh, that's my fault. I closed out of the app. I was trying to do two things at once. Speed miss. Damn it, Tony. Paul Cass Brothers, how y'all doing? G. Cavassier. Hey, man. Well, yeah, Denver this Sunday. Good old Denver. Hopefully we'll win, but nine times out of ten, we'll probably damn lose because we need a fucking quarterback. Okay, this is my take on it, and I need you guys. I know you guys are going to kill me. <clears throat> CK, I know, I know you're going to kill me for saying this, man. But come next season, if Jimmy Garoppolo, yes, if he is a free agent, we should pick his ass up, man. We just need a damn quarterback, man. And honestly, I always wanted Jimmy to be a damn Panther, to tell you the damn truth. And then Lamar Jackson, that would be nice. But if it happens, it happens. But I seriously I doubt it, man. You know, but we need a fucking quarterback. And this year, and with the draft, some of these quarterbacks, I really don't trust the dude out of Tennessee. Bryce Young, yeah, that dude from Florida, he, he seems okay, but you know, uh, I just don't know. I just don't know. So give me your thoughts on that. Would you take Jimmy Garoppolo or Lamar Jackson if you could, or would you draft somebody new? Keep pounding, y'all. So there's um, a bit of a difference between Lamar and Jimmy Garoppolo first, but sure. that's okay. Yeah. So first and foremost, I'm not going to kill you for that take. I believe that. Um, that Jimmy G, if he were to be a Panther, I'm okay with that. My, what I don't want to do is draft or, or sign Jimmy G to be the guy, right? I'm all right with Jimmy G being a guy on the squad, but I am not okay with Jimmy G being considered the guy that's going to be the guy that pulls us back from the depths, right? Um, because I, it, again, we're getting to the point where, like we're just constantly retreading. I don't want that. But am I all right with him coming in here and even maybe 
playing for the first year to give Corral a chance or whoever we decide to draft an opportunity, then I'm fine with that. Like I am fully on board with that option. But if, if we're like, I just don't want this to be a scenario where we're, we're paying him like franchise quarterback money um, for, to come in here and be a bridge similar to what Teddy Bridgewater was. Um, but again, if it, if it happens and he play he started for us, I'm not, I'm not going to be upset with that. I just, again, I just don't want this to be a, a long-term thing for him. All right. Next call. Hey boys. Good afternoon. Baby Rhino here in Jamestown uh, Tuesday afternoon uh, as we await the C3 podcast for this evening. Uh, hope you guys are doing well. Um, I wasn't able to call in uh, after the Atlanta game, uh, but I was there. Uh, well, let you boys know that I went and saw them, and it was, you know, not very crowded there. But I, I tell you, it was loud, um, and it wasn't bad with the rain. But yeah, that was a that was a fun game to go to. Uh, then we talk about Baltimore. Um, I don't know what you guys think. I'm, I, I listen to several different podcasts. Some of them are just, you know, being optimistic. They want us to win. But at what point do you guys think it's time to turn our attention to the draft? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about the quarterbacks. We'll have to wait until uh, Cody starts doing his reviews on these these quarterbacks. Um, but you know, I even saw one article saying stick with Matt Corral and then go get that um that linebacker or defensive end. Um, I forget his name right now. Will Anderson. Um, just got wanted to get you guys' take on that. Um, hope you guys uh, keep rocking and rolling. That's what we need from uh, you guys to get through all this. Uh, everybody on the mm-hmm. podcast, hit that like and subscribe uh, button. I guess I should say YouTube broadcast. Um, these guys do it week in, week out. Looking forward to hearing the show. Y'all keep pounding. Happy Thanksgiving. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. that's that's kind of the sad part. And I mean, what this is my fourth year now being on the C3 Panthers podcast, and just about every year that I've done it, uh, I mean, it's around this time of the season. Honestly, a few weeks ago, it, it's normally the time that Panther fans are looking toward the draft. Man, and that's uh, it's really unfortunate that that that's how it ends up being. Um, and I don't even blame Panther fans. I've been in that situation before where I've been looking forward to Trevor Lawrence. I'm a Clemson fan. And by the way, I still think he's going to be a good quarterback. You can all be damned, dude. I, I feel like that dude is the man who's going to be the man. Give him some more time. But, uh, you know, I, I just feel like the Panthers are always kicking the can road, and we're a day late dollar short. So, you know, I, I feel like if we're looking to the draft, do not fall in love with any one of these players because you're not guaranteed to get any of them. You don't know if the Panthers are going to like Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Maybe they do want to do what C.K. says and trade back a little bit and and pick up some extra picks for next year's draft. Literally anything is on the table right now. Um, And uh, unfortunately, like earlier this year, I was on the side that the Panthers could make a playoff push. But, dude, I just have to be realistic. And when you have a quarterback carousel as hellacious as what the Panthers have, there's no reason to believe that this team is going to make a playoff push this year, man. What we can do is evaluate the talent on the football team 
and, and try and prepare and build for next year. Next call. Cody, I love you, brother, but you are one dumb motherfucker. Your last podcast after the Ravens game, you were saying, well, if we draft Bryce Young, watch out for the Bill O'Brien hire. You dumb, dumb. They're going to hire a coach in February, March. I'm not going to wait for the damn draft to hire a coach. And B, what the hell, Matt Corral? Dude. Dude, in a way, I hear you every week talk about Matt Corral, Matt Corral, Matt Corral. He's... He sucks. He's a third-round pick, and we're probably aging over drafting him. We got to pick a quarterback in the first round. That's just how it is. I love you, man, but you're one dumb motherfucker. He's going I love to you, but you're dumb guy. as fuck. 43, look, he's got another 43-second call. Let's get this, and then you take care one of it. One more thought about Matt Corral. The dude is hurt. He can't even practice until the summer. You think a new coaching staff is going to come in? And rely on Matt Kraft? Hell no. And another thing, Brian Burns, they should have traded his ass. Two first oh, and dude, a this second. dude's You're terrible. Kidding me. His PFF grade was a damn 30 this past game. A 30. He, he's terrible. He's a one-trick pony, and that one trick isn't even good. I don't care about how young he is, this, that, or whatever. They should have traded his ass. What the hell are you doing, you fat fuck? I'm out, guys. Sorry, I'm just... All right, Cody, here is your opportunity. Uh, I mean, no, look, dude. Okay, first of all, if you want to talk about injuries, dude, yeah, he's going to be healthy by the time he starts up. Like, he's going to be good to go and ready to play next year. It happened in the preseason, for fuck's sake. And one, yeah, I know when they're going to hire the coach, dumbass. They're going to get Bill O'Brien before they have the opportunity to draft or Bryce Young. Which, by the way, Tony, I'll tell you this, man. If we are picking number one or number two, to me, that lends even better for a guy like Bill O'Brien being the well, guy Well, unless that they he bring can't in. get Bryce Young. If you're picking number two, you might just not get him. Then I mean, that true, kind of pairing no, there, doesn't work. There's no... I mean, that, but look, even still, he, he checks that David Tepper wants. He's an offensive-minded head coach. He's been to the playoffs. He uh, He's definitely not going to let Bill O'Brien have the reins to the entire roster like he did in Houston, especially after or like what he did with Matt Rule. With Matt Rule. That's right. what I'm saying. You're not going to come off of Matt Rule and then go to Bill O'Brien and say, hey, you run the entirety of the organization. No, he has Scott Fitterer for that. And I honestly believe that you could do a lot worse than Bill O'Brien. And by the way, less to this dumb motherfucker, <laughs> you cannot tell me one negative trait about Matt Corral. Drafting the third round? What the fuck does that mean, dummy? Oh, what, they had an injury that caused him to drop? He still finished seventh in Heisman voting even after the injury, has a rocket of an arm, far more mobile than C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, had 11 rushing touchdowns his final year at Ole Miss. Oh, yeah, and you can just find any old uh, quarterback to do that, can't you? Bro, chill on who you're calling dumb when you're sounding dumb as fuck in our cat calls, bro. You got to hit him with a I love you, brother, though. 
Mm, That's what he said. I love you, brother, but you dumb as hell. Like then it just makes it okay. It's like uh, no I offense, love your dumbass, but you're still dumb as hell. But be prepared to be offended, just like my son is offended that I don't acknowledge him. Hey, it's your bastard son, White Chocolate Espresso. What's up, man? Oh, so we're fucking certain Sam Darnold. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a shit show. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't the whole reason we wanted to bring Sam Darnold in is because how young he was and he, we were going to basically treat him like a rookie and develop him and, you know, give him time. <laughs> we gave him like half a year. <laughs> If he just says, fuck this shit. Oh, I don't know. I mean, there's a good chance. I mean, I don't, I don't say good chance, but there is a chance that he starts playing like those first three games because look at the teams we're, we're, we got to play next, you know. There's a good chance he can fall out. As funny as that may seem. Because um, he's going to have an offensive line. Like last year was the worst offensive line, like probably ever for Carolina history. Definitely worse than the league. You know, so who knows what's going to happen? You get a running game, DJ. I mean, he might be surprised. He might win some games. And you might see Sam Donald back again next year at Panther Jersey. That's all I got. Cody sucks. Peace. I uh, love the I'll call, son. Jack. son you, I'll take you out the day after Thanksgiving when I get done shopping for the rest of the family on Black Friday. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you can eat leftovers. Um, no. Aw, that's nice of you, Tony. I love, man. I Actually, I know that you guys call him my bastard son, but I feel like Kev and I would like slay together if you put us out on the town. Like, on a dance so, floor, like brothers, brothers. What'd you say? Yeah, what slay was what? what are you slaying? I said slay what? Reindeer. Oh, life. I call it life. Reindeer. I mean, you can pick whatever you want, <laughs> whatever you think life is. We slaying it. We slaying like, are you it. saying um, you'd be serial killers? Like, you'd be no, no, you'd be slaying like, life. Uh, like, you'd be killing life. life? Yeah, like if you took us to a party, like, so I used to have this one for, like, I have a couple of people in my life that, like, we can go to somewhere where we don't know anywhere, anybody, and just have the best balling ass fucking time. (laughs) I feel like Kevin and I could be that duo. I think Jay Cryer is up there for me like that, is like, if you let us out there, like, you almost got to be careful of us. That's what I would think. But look, I'm trying to be too nice to my son. Fuck you, bug. I don't even know. You. <laughs> uh, Bastard. Next, next call. Snow. What up, C3 Family D, signed for North Carolina. So we're putting old Sammy D in. Nah, all right. I mean, I don't know where the season goes. I'm going to say keep pounding either way. I just feel like we play defense, run the ball, good ball security. We should win the game. I'm interested to see how Sammy D going to play after a year being out. We'll see how that works out. But I ain't lost faith in my team. 
Keep pounding. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm out. Thank you, man. Don't lose faith in your team. You know what? We don't have a choice. It's not even faith. We might not have faith in our team. We have love for our team, though. Oh, yeah. You know? So I don't even know if they're going to be good, if they're going to make the right decision, if they're any of that. I just know that we're going to be here talking about it. Hey, isn't we're going to be here hope, cheering for it. Isn't the hope that all of this tumultuous fandom that we go through this past few years, that it's going to pay off into something that's going to be beautiful. That we'll be able to say that, oh man, remember when we had to suffer through life after Cam Newton and Matt Rule's dumbass and all the shit that we've been through when it finally clicks and we have the franchise quarterback and we have the team that can go all the way, it's going to make these years feel even better. Maybe, maybe. I think this would, though, I even found this beautiful part, though, in this season. When we, look, is I wanted uh, Matt Rule fired at the end of last year. Right. And I tried to give him benefit of the doubt, benefit of doubt. The irony of all of this, you know, he's going on this parade of tears or whatever he's doing right now. And he was talking about how he's a relational, relational coach. And that, and he was suffered because of COVID with the mask. Ironically, his best season was the COVID season where we like looked like we were trending in the right way. You know, like, as you look pretty prepared, it was the second season that was such a disaster. And it was so bad that even the people that said he deserves a third, like he's going to get a third year. I was like, Nope, this is too bad. Like you just fucked up too much. I'm not letting you cook again. And uh, even with that, dire pessimism with when it came to Matt rule. I thought we were going to stink and we turned out we did. Yeah. When they added Baker and you added Bozeman and you added some of this every year, the NFL offers you a fresh start. Look, I'm a teacher. It's like, I love this. It's like, I haven't had the easiest semester. Um, this, but like I get to reset in January and you know what? We're going to be in here at the draft. We're going to hire a coach, and all of a sudden, either we're going to hate that coach, but I think we're going to try to find a bunch of reasons to be optimistic about him, whoever that person is. We're going to find a bunch of logic behind it. We're going to make whatever we can about this, the good things coming. Then the draft is going to come up, and we're going to get players and be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, there's talent on this team. There's talent on this team. Maybe, maybe, look. Maybe we can't look. We were sitting here just three weeks ago talking about how the Carolina Panthers could potentially be buying for the division. The stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. That's the best part about football. It's like the hope is still there. It's going to be there next year, even if we stink. We'll be back. Even if we're not hope back, we're going to, yeah, hope will be there. All right. Chuck, finishing us out. Hey guys, Chuck from Elizabeth City, aka Carolina Sports Guy. I was reading somewhere earlier today, I knew it was coming up soon that this weekend, our very own JJ Jensen, some positive news here, he is going to tie John Casey's record for most games played uh, for the Carolina Panthers team nice. history. Uh, with that being said, uh, the guy Rule tried to get rid of him and drafted that Travis Fletcher guy from Alabama as a center, if you remember, during the draft. He got on the phone, couldn't believe he was drafted when we had other players on the board 
still kills me. Um, well, I think what we do if J.J. Jensen ties this game this weekend because he should end up playing barring an injury, um, next week or the next game we play, we should get Matt Rule to drive to Travis Fletcher's house, pick him up, and they both should fucking walk to the Panthers game in honor of J.J. Jensen Amen. hanging on and staying hey. with this team and p- playing the most longevity of any Panther player in team history. All right. And just for that stupid move of Matt Rule drafting a damn fucking long snapper who couldn't even make the squad. Don't y'all remember he was crying and yelling, I'll walk Tapper my happy like, ass oh, to Charlotte. No, he said I'll crawl. He should walk his ass to J.J. Jackson's game-breaking ceremonies, what he should do. Great call. That's my call of the night right there. Amen. Oh, yeah. I'm, that is Chuck, my... Uh, Chuck, he always brings the heat. Uh, this man is the man after my own heart. And you already know it, man. It's our man, Michael Davis. Dude, Michael Davis is the man. Hey, we need to build a statue to Michael Davis. That's what I He's in the Hall of Honor of C3 already. He's the founding member. He's the greatest, man. Michael Davis is happy Thanksgiving, C3 family. Give thanks that we're fortunate enough to sit here and complain about our team. Appreciate the things that matter. Give thanks. Support the charity drive and let's keep pounding. What a good good final comment kind of icing on the cake to this show is because I was was struggling. I felt like shit on Sunday, partied again too hard on Saturday night, had the boringest game, had zero energy in this post-game show, muscled it out. We had the shortest post-game show probably all year opportunity struck for me thank you god on that one but like this is the best fucking problem to have yeah great friends oh yeah like y'all are my brothers on this podcast the people that i know in this chat are so important to me um i come up here and i i get away from life in a way um and you know this is kind of it's, it's just been our thing too this is yeah. my like personal time. Oh, dude, all, all of ours. I think that that goes for all of us, man. We all love to yeah, be able yeah. to sit here and congregate around, you know, the three of us or the four of us. And Greg's in the here. Shot. Oh, by Greg. the way, Greg's yeah. been sick. I hope yeah. he feels better. Yeah, Greg's a little under the weather, but he's catching up on Game of Thrones. He's on the men, so <laughs> he'll be okay. Um, he's but faking yeah, an man, and look. <laughs> And look, it's it's you know it's uh, for me it's eleven ten at night. We got one hundred and twenty two people watching still. The fact that we're able to sit here every Tuesday night for four years and talk about this dead end football team for hours, man, that's a testament that we're doing something right, man. And the 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 last thing I'll say, and I say this every year, Thanksgiving shouldn't just be an excuse for you to eat a bunch of food, right? It should be a reminder that you always have something to be thankful for. And I think that we all have a lot that we are definitely thankful for. Yeah, I'm totally thankful for that Thanksgiving. I remember it like yesterday in 2015 where we smoked the fucking Dallas Cowboys in those blue jerseys in the prime time. 
I was so full. You know, you have that long day. It was the night game, I believe. It was the last game yeah. of the day. You've been eating all day. It's like one of those things where it's like, I can't even watch any more football. I can't eat any more pie. I can't do anything, but I can't watch Luke Kiki will turn this for a touchdown. Bitch. Yeah, I love it. Woo. Oh, God. Oh, man. Man, that felt good. It was like a, a tryptophan. What is it called? Mm-hmm. Like a opposite. It was like getting a steroid shot. Uh, no, but I really do think this is a, and maybe I'm just, maybe I'm like waxing or waxing nostalgic here. Is there was a time when we used to, when I, when I started this podcast and not a single person watched, right? Or there wouldn't be a single live viewer or that live viewer would be me put my phone on, <laughs> turn it on or something like that to try to get one viewer. Um, there was a time where I thought, I don't know if we should take calls because I'm worried no one will call. And um, yeah, right. <laughs> I think no, we did like- it the right way, though. And what that is, is that I've just done this about like us just wanting to be friends and talk. I've always said this because I want this podcast like us riding to the game together in the car. Yeah. And riding the way home. And uh, turns out our car turned into a bus. Our bus turned into a caravan, and uh, now we're about to take over this biatch. Now Let's we're on get tour. On... <laughs> yeah, now we're on tour. I love it. We're across. All right, so um, what we need to do now is just ice some fools up. You're listening to the longest-running Panthers podcast. That is right. Is This might be the shortest Tuesday night show you've seen in a while, and I think it's just because we have been – intent on pushing through some material tonight. Yeah. We could have argued for another hour and a half if we really wanted to. Um, the longest running Panthers podcast in our 10th season and the longest running segment on this podcast is the ice up segment where we honor Steve Smith. It is our homage to Steve Smith, where we tell someone to ice up, toughen up to get it together. If you're new to the podcast, this segment is open to more than sports. It is not uh, relegated to, the Carolina Panthers is not relegated to anything is open, fair game. You can ice up, tell anyone to ice up, toughen up, get it together. I've iced up my wife. Usually I ice up myself more than that. I've iced up children in Oklahoma. I've never met. Everybody is fair game. Cody, let's ice some fools up. So, um, get them. Do you guys have? Do you guys yeah, have? One? I'm locked and loaded, but you yeah, guys, right, let's go. go. Tony, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first. Oh, you're gonna defer, defer. All right, defer I'll to defer. the old man. All right, let I'll me defer. see. Let me share it. When I do this, hold on. I gotta make. Well, oh, I saw hmm. this today. <laughs> I love this. Um, so. And I don't even know if we are going to hear the sound on this. Who really cares? There's nothing that much. But if you watch, how do I? I thought when I hit share screen, it gave me the ability. It does. To, do oh, share, okay. I got it. I got it then, selected. All right. Yep. It's by default. All right. Yeah. So this is some sort of deli in New York City. For people who are listening and not watching the podcast, you can find this on YouTube, by the way, where you can check all this stuff out. 
visually, but we're on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. We got a ton of people that listen on the audio version. Go download that, write a review. So this lady is standing on a rack, like leaning over the deli counter. And she's about to get frisky and mad at them for some reason. She looks like she's in either no shorts or booty shorts. Like, I can't tell she's got shorts on. But this is the part. The ice up pick not only comes to this lady because she's acting a fool. But check out the ending of this shit. So she's throwing shit at this guy. And she's like, I'm out of here. Dude, she got hit. Look at this. This mug threw like a tomato can at her. Bam! Oh, I mean, it was like, it was like this. I know. That one and this one. All right, so that's my first ice up to that crazy. And look, she deserved every little bit of that great toss by that guy. You know, he didn't really mean to just clunk her in the back. But it's like, that's one in a million. Not one in a million. You know, you make those throws every now and then. You didn't expect it. This one also was wild to me. Dentists can tell when you're giving head. Yeah. What? And yeah. So this, I was like, this is bullshit, right? So this tweet shows up, and this girl writes, "Dentists can tell when you've given head." Smiley face. I like that. Like <laughs> she's like, "Hey, <laughs> I gave head today." But then, what's wild about this is when you jump into the comments on this stuff. Oh, it's true. Oh, or I don't know. It's like this one lady says, yes, I went to the dentist years ago. And he sat back after looking at my mouth and said, oh, wow, you had some fun last night, huh? And he was correct. Showed me the areas I did it. I mean, there are all of this weird Ew, shit. What? Like you go through Man, that this. That is just nasty. That's all. What? Look at this. Like, uh, I mean, I don't know, but the comment <laughs> shit always makes this. At first, I don't really believe this. Uh but the comments go in. And so what I would say is this is uh, be careful, folks. You know what? <laughs> don't, if you live in Qatar and you gay, don't go to the dentist the next day. Also, maybe get out of Qatar. If yeah, if I've actually gay. kind of been mad at some of the, and now I understand like the virtue signal and people over protest and stuff and this and that. Uh, so my ice up goes to time. this is to people that get caught sucking dick at the dentist office. Uh, ice up to them. No wonder dentists have a high suicide rate. Um, <laughs> but the Qatar thing with this is like so many people in the world, like the non-Western world defending the, I guess bigotry and i'm not even overly like liberal on a lot but my point is this is that they're going this oh you go to their country respect their culture yeah the fifa is the most corrupt sporting organization in the world i don't even know if it's close like go on netflix and look up fifa uncovered and just listen to all of the sheer corruption that they have been mired in for decades right dude. Um, yeah, it's my point it, though it, it on that shameful. was is this is that so many people that are from the Muslim world, and I don't want to call out religion, man, I can't call out an entire religion on this or whatever, but they're like, oh, you're going to their country, respect their culture and their rules. That sounds great in that superficial comment, but what if 
a Western country like the United States passed a rule that said the Quran was outlawed. Do you think oh, people would like, be going to Twitter and saying, look at this, look at this? Well, but Tony, so, it's, it's also you're inviting, like, if you have those rules for your country, whatever, that's your country. But you're inviting the world literally to look at your country, to come visit your country. There's no alcohol. You're the, Look, we're talking about the gay people. The whole treat women is... Like they, they literally have to have marriage certificates in order to like go to the doctor. It's crazy. Uh, we could definitely. I'm pretty thousand percent sure. I'm pretty thousand percent sure that dudes from Qatar probably suck the best dick. <laughs> anytime anybody so. says, I mean, they're so homo. Anytime someone's homophobic to the like nth degree, they something. always get caught in a bathroom check these <laughs> alabama congressmen and they're like oh no it's like every time you're like oh i hate abortion it's like this motherfucker just got an abortion with his mistress promise you this is so, they uh, and imagine the stones it takes to lick stones with the threat <laughs> of being stoned muscles marinara says not nah, chick from ac no teeth <laughs> We're off the rails, dude. We are the off the rails. To lick but dude, that's a, in that a place you could get stoned. Podcast. Look, how, how about this? If ever, uh, I have a great one. Okay, if ever you're in a relationship, uh, and things don't end well, going hot sauce on people. Oh, and by man. the way, boys, you have to wait until the end. It's the best. You see. Throwing hot sauce on him. The devil juice. Man, you're going to jail. You're going to jail. Eye. It's going right in his eyeball. Jail. Going to jail. Just keep throwing it. You're going to jail. It's goofy. You're going right to jail. I hit him with that bottle, baby. Kiss that. She gets hit by a car. Oh, you goodbye. You're going to jail, bro. You can kiss me goodbye. You're going to jail. You're going to my funeral. You're going to jail. You're going to jail. You're going <laughs> to jail. You're going to jail. You're on your way to jail, and I'm sending them right over there. Yeah. <laughs> Be peaceful. I, I mean, I don't wish that you're going to jail, bus or something. But you're on your like, way to jail. You're I'm sending right over there. You're like, oh shit, this bitch. I was, I was, I was waiting for her to get hit. I was waiting. <laughs> oh man, I'm glad that that wasn't the outcome. But by the way, Muscle Marinara says leaving on a bicycle is the ultimate flex. <laughs> oh my god i wish that she would have got hit by a trash truck or something and we're, like, gonna get, we're gonna go up into his uh into his restaurant uh next uh next off season for the uh yes. for the training camp and we're gonna like just start some shit and just ride away Throw on a hot trick bicycle or something or like no even even better like a scooter just go up there with a scooter and just like i'm out not even a powered one just like a if you're gonna throw hot sauce on somebody and then ride your bicycle away make sure you can ride that bit straight and don't run into a parked car <laughs> while you're at it uh so to whoever you know what was, ice up him he was the one fucking that chick i mean yeah but you know everybody does right. crazy okay shit. uh ck what you got for us <laughs> I mean, mine was just going to be the whole Qatar shit, but we've already kind of touched nah, base on that. I just did a little so. bit about it because it's been bad. Dude, it's been every 
possible thing I feel like can go wrong has gone wrong there. Um, and, uh, you know, from, from them not letting reporters into the stadium because he's wearing a rainbow suit, like that well, you... shirt. That's yeah, shirt, rainbow not shirt. A suit. Um, I like this. All the comments. I mean, the, the internet always wins, bro. Yeah. And they're like, oh, oh what's wrong with that? And they're like, oh, Qatar doesn't like rainbows. And then there's somebody that like is pointing a gun up at the sky. Like they're gonna <laughs> shoot rainbows. And they're like, you can't listen to the dark side of the moon because it's uh, like refracted light. I mean, they just Man. go off on it. Yeah. So I mean, I was just the whole Qatar thing has been a disaster. And the whole Budweiser thing, I mean, honestly, I think they're doing the best they can with the situation. Luckily, the majority of the money that they were they spent to be the sponsors is going to be for TV advertising, but it does suck to not be able to uh, be the sole provider of the alcohol there, especially when you're going to have that many Brits showing up, you know, it's going to be, they're going to be draining that place dry. Um, But what is cool about it, I don't know if you guys saw Budweiser has actually made the decision that once this is, once the world cup is done, whoever wins, they're going to ship all of the alcohol they were planning on selling there at the world cup. They're going to ship it to that country and have like a major like party. <laughs> That's dope. I saw somebody write on Twitter. I mean, again, internet always wins. Is uh, They were like, oh, you don't like our culture, our country. Well, the next time we have this in our country, we're just going to make you watch gay porn for the first four minutes before every day. How do you like that? You know, it's like, oh, welcome to our country. It's just like it was just. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, the, the the last thing about the guitar thing again we've, we've already probably spent too long on it but if you look it up all of the stadiums that were built for the world cup were built within the last 10 years and they were all built using slave labor slave like, labor I, dude uh, tony go and i'm not even a big john oliver fan but go look up the most recent video from john oliver of last week tonight uh, also, Bryant Gumble has done a lot of stuff on this, too. Uh, they would bring in uh, these workers from Bangladesh and India and Pakistan, and they would have to pay uh, like uh, $4,000 in order to be able to go there and work. And then by the time they got there, they didn't have any money. They're dependent upon their employers. They're like, they had like 600 men. Uh, it was using this facility that only had two bathrooms, two bedrooms, like literally some third world shit. But well, this uh, tells us Qatar that FIFA just... is the real problem. Yeah, like, FIFA and... is the real problem. And on top of this is that if you're an international sport like this, there's probably like an international etiquette that you have to abide by in a certain way. And so now we're starting to think of this is someone told me or I was reading the defenders. Somehow Qatar has got more defenders on the planet than anybody I ever expected. But they are they're already talking about going to uh so doing they like said they won country. it in the lottery, is what I heard. Is that like Yeah, oh, but like, it's such bull it's such bullshit. It's whoever pays the highest bidder. But after the next one, which is gonna be in Canada, uh, America and Mexico, they're already saying that the next one after that is probably gonna be in Saudi Arabia. And FIFA, traditionally, FIFA, they like to go to authoritarian governments because they can do whatever they want there and they don't have to follow rules and shit. It's it's pretty fucked up. But again, that is ice up, ice up, ice up, ice up. This is the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night 
we chop up the latest Panthers and news and opinions from the fan perspective. Um, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, and a really somber day in Charlotte as a news chopper went down yeah. today and two people died. So uh, as we are at our Thanksgiving table, be thankful that you're with your family. Um, be thankful for something like Cody said, and think about people um, who maybe are not in as fortunate a situation as you are, or, um, or think about how you could be um, blessed, how blessed you are, not how you could be less fortunate, but just think about how blessed you are and consider blessing us on the charity drive. That's coming up. The links pinned Nikki, the Bradley and Nikki Bozeman foundation. We'll put in the show notes. We're coming up post game show after we're not going to do a beat check for right now as we don't have anything scheduled uh friday night we'll be here with the friday free for all i think i'm gonna be hosting that and uh saturday we're gonna rock the sim hopefully and sunday post game show and then into the charity drive this has been a fun show guys my name's tony dunn you can follow me at cat underscore chronicles smash the thumbs up button subscribe cody lashney how can they get after you yeah find me at cody lax c-o-d-y-l-a-c you can find me talking trash on twitter and uh listen if you would like to come talk trash to me in person, look, dude, how many podcasters give you the opportunity to come and directly talk shit to them, dude? Well, I do. And I do it for you every Friday at 7 p.m. on the Friday Free For All, where you can come and tell me how dumb I am and how bad my takes are. It's the show for the fans, by the fans, every Friday at 7 p.m. And uh, we'll be back for this post game uh, this Sunday. Say okay. good. Yeah, you can find me at the uh, most social media at Cody Allen, um, but uh, mainly you're going to find me here on this channel uh, at the uh, uh, obviously on these regular shows, but also the Madden Simulation. Um, it's been uh, again, I, I say it every time, but it's old, it's it's been eerily prophetic. Like not just prophetic, it's been so. It's not just predicting the winners; it's been predicting the outcome of those games, the blowout to Cincy the type the, of game, almost. the type of game that we just saw against Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens. Um, it has been almost weird. It's missed. It's missed some don't get me wrong, but it, for the most part, it's been, it's been on point and that's uh, been an interesting, interesting uh, thing to, to witness. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. That's it. Take us out of here, Cody. C3 Panther Nation. Until next time, you already know what we do, baby. We keep pounding. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.